Yo guys, what's up? Welcome back to episode 8 of the Witness This Podcast. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and this week we have two guests coming on, Joey Adrian and Jeff Garrido. Joey and Jeff came out to camp this summer. I had a chance to sit down and interview them. I wanted to get their interviews separately. However, due to time constraints, we ended up doing them together on the same night, and luckily, Joey and Jeff have such an amazing friendship and a tight bond that the dynamic in this interview worked out extremely well. Now, I am going to give you a heads up that during the interview, Joey is a little bit more outspoken. His voice carries a little bit more. So there is definitely kind of a volume change between Joey and Jeff speaking. I tried my best to equalize all of the volumes, but if at some points you catch a little spike where I raised the volume for Jeff, but Joey interjects. Just go with it. Hopefully it's not blowing your eardrums, but be prepared for it in case it does happen. In this week's episode, we cover a lot, honestly. You know, Joey shares his story about how he gets into parkour. Jeff explains what is what was going on with his gym, The Haven. Uh, we talk about creating your own style and movement and in life what we feel parkour as a sport needs in order to progress and keep enticing pro athletes to push the movement. We listen to Joey explain in detail where he wants to go with his life. And amazingly enough, we ask Jeff a question about what it is he's working on. And in the moment, in real time, Jeff begins to have a bit of an epiphany and he discovered his next step in life. So really, this one is an interesting listen. Before we get started, you already know what I'm going to ask you, and that's that you pay your fee for admission. Now, the fee to admission is not monetary. I'm not asking for you to Venmo me some cash, although if you want to do that, you can. I'm instead asking that you share this podcast. If you are back here for episode eight, you've listened to the first seven episodes, you know just how much value we pack into this hour, sometimes hour and a half, two hours of conversation. And it does take a lot of effort and energy on my part to put this all together, to gather the athletes, to prepare the questions, to research them. And I love doing it. However, if it's not really being listened to. I might need to spend my energy elsewhere. I have a lot of things to do between running the brand and taking care of my life. So guys, if you want me to continue doing this, I need to know that you are in fact listening and I'm not just talking to myself over here. So you can do that by sharing this on Instagram, by tagging witness this at witness this underscore brand, by tagging Joey, tagging Jeff, DMing us, emailing us, letting us know what you thought. We will respond, I promise you. All right, so without further ado, let's jump right into it. I'll catch you guys on the back end. Nobody's even around. Nah, dude, we're good. Like, you might get a couple golf carts drive by, we'll hear that. But overall, we are good. So... Let's get this bad boy started. Dude, let's go in. All right, guys. What is up? It's your boy Marlon Johnson here again. I'm chilling with the one and only Joey Adrian and Jeff Garrido. What up? What's up? 
So, one, I want to thank you guys for coming out. You know, they're hanging out with us at Woodward week 9 and 10. Honestly, since you guys got here, it has been nonstop training. You guys have definitely trained the most out of all Yo, visiting pros. It's I'm, impressive. I'm glad it looks that way because I've been taking <laughs> breaks, man. I've been slacking. Joey goes ham. I had to drag Jeff around today Joey a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Dude, every time I'm like, yo, where are they at? Like, yo, they're at the peak, bro. I'm like, Jesus Christ. They were there for five hours. Not sure how you guys keep finding the energy, but hopefully tonight we find out about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go into a couple of questions. I want to pull some stories out of you, Joey. I want to learn some more about you, Jeff. This is our first interview where we're doing it with multiple people, knowing that I like to get you guys one-on-one. However, we're running low on time. This week has just been hectic. And you guys dip out in the morning. So thank you for staying up late with me. For those of you that do not know, it's like 1030 out here. It's been a full day. That's late to me. I'm grandpa. I'm normally (laughs) in bed by 10. So we're making this happen for you all. I'm going to jump right into it. And we're going to start off with you, Joey. So about two years back, you came up to Colorado. You were at Jump Fest. You shared the story about how... You got into parkour, the lifestyle that you left as you transferred into this community and sport. Oh, yeah. Can you share that again? Because to me, it's some powerful stuff. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's I think it's great, too. Um, it's an interesting story because, like, I always have to preface it before going into it that, like, I don't know. A lot of people, when I tell this story, they're like, oh, man, I can't. I don't want to, like, drink around Joey or, like, party around Joey. But, like, I don't care, dude. And it's not even – but anyways, we'll get into it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, basically, when I was, like, 12, maybe 11 – I was young. I was very young. So young that I look at kids my age or, like, that were the same age as me back then, and I'm like, how did this happen? But when I was, like, 12 or 11, I started drinking, like, a lot. And I started drinking a little bit here and there because my sisters were having parties and, like, parties were just happening around in the neighborhood. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just, like, take a shot here and there. And it was pretty chill with friends. And then it got super deep in, like, high school going into, like, freshman year. Actually, no, eighth grade year is when I started drinking a lot. And it wasn't even the sense that I felt like I needed to drink every day. It was just I didn't know what else was fun right? So that was like the thing that me and my friends did to have fun, period. And yeah, going into high school, same thing. It's basically just drink every single night, sometimes drink before we went to school and just be drunk all the time. And yeah, throughout high school, that was pretty much it. Like I didn't go to school. I, I think I was at school less, or I was, I was away from school, like absent from school more than I was actually at school for at least two years. And so that was getting to the point where they were about to just expel me because it was, it was over. And I think junior year, I was just like, dude, I'm done with school. I hate being here. All I want to do is drink and party. And my mom was like, all right, you need to make a decision. Either switch schools or get a job or do something. Because right now you're just doing nothing, right? So I started doing that. In between, like, freshman year and actually dropping out of my first high school, uh, I had alcohol poisoning twice, actually. The first time, I actually ended up in the hospital 
heart stopped for multiple minutes, like was basically dead, and then came back from that, kept drinking after that like an idiot. I don't know why, but it was just like, well, this is what I do, so I'll just keep doing it. And then had alcohol poisoning again, not quite as bad, but still pretty bad. And I toned down my drinking a bit. And in that time is when I decided to switch schools. The school switch helped a ton because a bunch of my a bunch of my friends actually went to this new alternative school, and it was a credit recovery school. And the teachers taught a lot different than your normal teachers. Like they actually taught you like you were a person, not just like a student that they needed to like rush through class. You know what I mean? It it was more of them teaching you as a person versus them trying to get all these numbers of kids through their classroom type thing, if that makes sense. So it was a lot more personal. The school was tiny in comparison. Like each class was probably like one teacher to 10 students. And so it was a lot more hands-on in that sense. And my main counselor, Mr. Kane, just taught me a ton, right? The first year I basically did nothing. I was still drinking a lot. Um, Didn't recover barely any credits. And he was kind of the one that was pushing me towards he, he was basically saying every year after that first year, Joey, just drop out, get your GED, and move on, find something that you want to do because you don't want to do school. Around that same time is when I found parkour. My buddy just, like, introduced me to it. He showed me a Kong vault, and I was like, wait, this thing, this, this is so cool. What is, what is this? And I spent just hours trying to Kong over my mom's car, or, like, my mom's truck, and just sent it over and over and over and over, failing, failing, failing. But eventually... I ended up realizing, yo, if I put my hands down first <laughs> and then put my hands down again at the end, I'll get enough jump to make it over. And I ended up doing a double Kong, like my first day. I still couldn't even do a Kong, but I did a double Kong. And just that realization of just like, hey, I've been working at this for three hours, and then I figured it out. That kind of made it click in my head that if I work at something... I will get better at something. I've never realized that before. I used to play a lot of soccer. I used to play, um, or I used to skate a lot. And specifically with soccer, I was trying to like go professional in school. And it never clicked in my head that if I go to practice, I get better at soccer. But for some reason, when I found parkour, that just clicked in my head. And I was like, wait a minute, let me stop drinking because like it's actually not that fun. And when I'm drunk, I can't train. So instead of like going to parties and drinking with my friends, I'm going to go to parties and I'm just going to train where I can. And I'm just going to start getting better and like practicing this because all I wanted to do was just improve myself at that point. And that hit me super hard. After that, I started realizing like, oh my goodness, wait a minute, I can do this. I can do this in school. Like, what am I doing, dude? All I have to do is just not just not be dumb and just go to school and do the things set out in front of me. And I started doing that, made up almost all my credits. Sadly, I was like one full credit away, which would make me have to go to school for another year. My, uh, my counselor, Mr. Kane, was like, dude, you know what you want to do. You want to pursue this thing. At the time, I wanted to be like a personal trainer. Um, but that was just kind of a way to get me into the field of fitness and parkour because parkour is what I really cared about. Personal training was just a way to do that, right? Uh, so I started studying for my like ACE test or ACE certificate or whatever. That summer that I decided to finally just drop out, I got a job at my first, uh, 
parkour gym, actually coaching. And after that, I was just like, dude, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Like, this is the only good thing in my life. This is the only thing that I love with such a passion that I don't want to do anything I used to do. I'm just going to pursue this because it's all I know. And through doing that, I just got better, got better at being a coach and just kind of that led into the lifestyle that I have now, which is awesome. But the, the biggest takeaway is not like the training. It's the fact that whatever it is, I can, I can practice it. I can do it. And I know that by practicing it, I will get better at it. So if I just like, there's a lot of things nowadays that I start doing and I'm like, wait, I'm trash at this. And my initial instinct is like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're skating a lot here. Right. And like I hop on the board and I'm like, dude, I am so uncomfortable. This is a move. Like this is a type of movement that I should be good at because like I know how to control my body, but I'm so bad at it. And the initial reaction is always, I don't want to do this because I'm bad and it feels bad to be bad. But then you just take one thought further and be like, well, if I just keep plugging away for just a little bit of time, I'm going to make that first breakthrough. If I just put in the practice, I will get better at it. And if I keep putting in that practice, I will keep getting better at it. And I've been trying to do that with more and more things throughout life, which has helped so much with just being a decent human being versus like where I was back in high school. Dude, that's that's big. And that's I'm so happy you shared that story because that's powerful. It has so many key points in there. And that's big at the end. You speak about how you're able to recognize that the skill you got from parkour isn't just used in parkour. Yeah. You actually pulled it out, that overcoming obstacle we always yep. talk about. Like the obstacle isn't always a physical wall in exactly. front of you. Exactly. It's so many other things. And it's the same breaking the jump feeling yeah. that you go through when you progress in any area of yep. your life. And it's such a it's such a weird thing because like I've been coaching basically as long as I've been training. Like literally my first training, I, I started with Portland Parkour and the whole idea was the first 30 minutes they taught a little mini lesson. Within the first like two to six months, I don't know, my timeline was, was a little fuzzy. I drank a lot back then, <laughs> lost a lot of brain cells. So my timeline's a little, a little fuzzy. But uh, within the first like two to six months, the leader basically moved to LA and left me and my buddy in charge of that. And so we just kind of took over by teaching these 30 minute introductory classes every meetup. And we were really pushing this, like pushing the Portland scene and trying to like get new people in. And so when, when me and my buddy Caleb finally took over, we were like, yo, let's push this. Let's get a bunch of people in here. And we promoted it a lot. And the first meetup we had like 40 plus people Dang. and that was just like a crash course into all right I guess I need to figure out how to coach a class of 40 people now oh, man. but that's that's just to say that like it's it's weird because coming from a coach's perspective I see the power in like saying the cheesy things because like it, it feels good like saying the overcoming obstacles thing and it's true is the problem and so, like, some people, it will inspire them to be like, yo, parkour is about overcoming obstacles, which is 100% true. But the thing is, that goes over so many people's heads because yep. they're just like, oh, that's just the... Like the cliche. Uh, like the cliche thing yeah. that everybody says. But, like, when you actually get right down into it, the movement really doesn't matter. <sighs> what you learn while practicing the movement about how to apply that into the rest of your life, that's what matters. Because... 
no matter who you are, you're going to hit 60 at some point and like you just won't be able to train. Like you will have to do other things. And throughout those years, like even once you get up there in years, right, you're going to go through things within parkour, even if you want, even if you're the best in the sport, you still have to know how to be like a decent human being. You need to know how to put in work in other areas and using the the things that you learn through parkour and applying that to the other areas, literally overcoming those obstacles, as cheesy as that sounds, is to me the most important thing. And it's so easily overlooked because you get to somewhere like Woodward, right? And everybody, all they care about is just throw down, throw down, throw down, throw down. And that's great. Like, that's what I want to do while I'm here. I just want to like lose myself in that. But then when you come back into reality, you got to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, now I got to apply this to the rest of my life. Nope. And I see too many athletes nowadays instead of applying it to the rest of their life, they try to avoid the rest of their life and just dive more deeply into the movement, which is not the way to go, in my opinion. And that, that happens a lot from what I've seen. Man, honestly, we could go into that for yeah. hours. <laughs> oh, my God. This is why typically I like to do the one-on-ones. Right, right, but, right. you know, like... We're going to come back and we're going to touch on that subject again. We're probably going to even do another interview in the future because we're <laughs> diving, diving deep. Yes, but I please. also want to get to Joey, I mean to Jeff, I'm sorry about that. It's all good. I'm going to get to you, Jeff, and I kind of want to find out a little bit more about you. I actually don't know at all your story, how you got into the sport. Um, you know, I know you ran your gym for a while, unfortunately, yeah. recently yeah. closed down. I want to know the story behind that, behind starting it up. And you had a brother, you and your brother yeah. trained together, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess I'll just start with Ooh, my story, kind of like, like Joey did. It, yeah, it's yeah. so cookie cutter, though. Like, it's the same as a lot of people in parkour. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't into team sports. I did wrestling for, like, eight years when I was young. I did some martial arts and then literally just started getting into flips and stuff through martial arts and YouTube. Like, you know, kind of like how, how most people do. And so, like, dude... Not in the same way Joey was saying, but, like, parkour just struck so hard with it. Like, even though I was in those those solo sports, like martial arts and wrestling, that you still kind of had a team, you know what I mean? But it was the first time I was actually by myself just realizing, like, yo, I don't need a coach to learn any of this, you know what I mean? I just kind yeah. of applied the same, not the, the exact same, but the same kind of thing Joey was talking about. Like, dude, I'm just, like, on my own. I have, can go on my own pace. I can put as much effort as I want to into this, you know what I mean? I'm not at martial arts where you got to, like, literally just be there a certain amount of time and spend a certain amount of money to rank up a belt. You know what I mean? Because I was I, – I, I, quit, I quit martial arts right before I got a black belt because I could do everything required for a black belt better than most black belts, and I couldn't get it. I had to wait months. I had to spend more money. I had to spend more time. So, like, dude, parkour was like – I literally – my mom didn't even know I was into it yet, but I could literally just go down to the park and just train – I could just put as much effort as I wanted to. I could progress how fast I wanted to. Um, and, yeah, so, dude, I loved that. But then going from, like, solo training all the time, not even realizing other people did parkour, I finally found a group of people that did parkour. And we were kind of around the same level. And that was the first time I, I approached people at a jam. I found a jam and I went to a jam and I actually found, like, my team that I ended up being on at this jam and they were really good and I was just like yo like teach me how to do a cork or something like that you know what I mean and um later on when I was like better we all ended up becoming a thing we actually like they were kind of religious 
and everybody was like, everybody was like Christians or whatever, and like, they're like, dude, let's start like a Christian parkour team, and like, I wasn't crazy religious at the time, but I was a little bit. I went to church too, because my, my you know parents wanted me to, and I was like, dude, it doesn't sound like a bad idea, you know, like that's that's pretty sweet. And we used to train, we made videos, dude. We were actually kind of popping on the scene for a little bit, like low key on YouTube. We were the Way PK. Um, dude, some you people, guys were you guys were low key kind of us. big. Yeah, like, some people heard of us, some people not so much. But like, dude, no, it was cool because we actually did like. There's a lot of parkour teams nowadays. This is kind of just snake running right now. No, but no, no, there's a lot of parkour team now, parkour teams nowadays. But like, we like we actually did stuff, man. We found performances to do. Um, we did stuff for like churches. We try to rant, like run jams and stuff. Like we really pushed a, our community because we didn't have like. It was just us. Like, there was nobody else that did parkour in, like, where we live, like, the city where we lived. Um, and so, like, we actually, we held it we held it down as a team, dude. We did, we did videos and media and all kinds of stuff all the time. We went out to jams. Like, it was dope. But then um, when we wanted to take it to the next level, we're like, yo, like, you know, we're getting older. You know, obviously, you can't do gigs to make money as a parkour team. You can, but it just, it's hard in, the, in a small it was kind of like town, you know? all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. like what what can we do, man? And we love pushing the community. Like that was the biggest thing we loved to do is just like bring people to the sport. And um, so we decided to open the gym, and then it was pretty cool, dude. Opening a gym is one of the one of the most rewarding things I've done. So like to date, like we spent so much time working on it. Um, we we all just saved up money. We built it ourselves. Literally all the problems we had, we just troubleshooted. Like obviously, like. It sounds cliche, but, like, everything we did was, like, one step forward, three steps back. It felt like there was everything just against us. But no matter what came up, we just we just trained at it. We, like, literally in the same way that he trained parkour, like, we got better at building a gym just by, like, practicing it. Like, yes. just trying to always move forward with it. And we finally did, dude. And um, it was a small gym. And uh, we opened it up in a small town. And literally on the, the grand opening, I think we had 300 heads come through. Wow. Which, if you've seen the Haven, like it's a small place, it was freaking packed, dude. It was so awesome to see so many people come out. Parents were like crying because their kids had like a dope place to hang out and, and train. And like, it was called the Haven for a reason, you know what I mean? We wanted just like, not a safe space. That sounds so dumb. But, <laughs> you know, we wanted just a cool spot that people come in and no judgment and just like train and get good and stuff. And, and yeah, that's kind of, that's me. Dude, that is fire. I I'm love so I love happy I just heard like that. the whole the whole the whole I guess key to that is like I grew up just like training on my own and then getting into the community, so I just love the community and I just love like being a community athlete, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, I think that's big. I think a lot of us at some point or another recognize we love the movement and then at some point we recognize we also really love this community. Yeah. And that's why we're willing to throw so much of ourselves mm -hmm. and our time and energy into it and growing it and we're not willing to walk away from it we really want to blow it up because we believe in it you know it's more than just like you were saying joey it's more than just the movement and jeff that whole thing about one step forward three steps back yeah that's some powerful stuff you know a lot yeah, of people I... terrified to start doing anything they don't want to make the mistakes and it's just like, dude, what do you mean you don't want to make the it's mistakes? Like, that's what like you Joey learn. Said. It's like Joey said, like, that's a cliche saying. Like, people say that all the time, but, like, don't overlook that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't it, happen skip it happens that. all the time, which means you shouldn't just, like, be the person that ignores that. Yeah. And just be like, oh, it's okay with it, you know? Just, like... And on top of that, like, it's a skill, dude. Like, yeah. knowing how to just be like, 
I will mess this up. Like I am going to take the step forward to start this thing, knowing that I'm going to fail, 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 but I'm going to take another step forward. Like every single time, just, and every single time you take that step forward, you've now gotten so much better at the stuff that you initially failed at. And I've seen so many people just everywhere in parkour and just in general life who are too worried about taking that step forward and then taking that first fail. And it's just like, no, 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 it's not a failure. You're not failing. You're learning. You're learning. You're figuring it out. (laughs) And that's so important. And people just don't understand that. And parkour people, they understand that. And that's awesome. It's it's crazy because Joey and I have been to Woodward's like a lot. Yeah. We just go together. Like for some reason, every time, we're like what, like four years, in, no, three years in a row or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we've gone to multiple or whatever. And it's funny that you're talking about earlier, like Woodward's dope because everybody like throws down, throws down, throws down. Um, and then they go home and they need to like take what they learned in their training and like kind of not just throw it out all the time, but do the, do the process. But dude, and you said, you see Joey training ham all the time. That's crazy. But dude, literally every time Joey and I go out to train or we, there's like a <laughs> trick that we, we want to try, like. At first, we're like, oh, I don't know. But then literally, just, like, get up on, like, the bar or whatever. Like, literally neck it a couple times. Yeah, just <laughs> like, put yourself in like, that position. Do, do the weirdest-looking progressions. Like, literally just, like, totally just not even close to the trick. But you, like, you're like, oh, like, I actually kind of understand from that. And, like, everybody does this. Yeah. Not everybody does this. But, like, a lot of people do this to, to learn new tricks. And, like, on tour, when we came here last year, a lot of Eric and Nate throwing down some crazy <laughs> stuff. And Joey and I are like, yo, I don't know about that one. Yep. But should we, let's just give it, let's just jump on it and let's just give one little, little, little tester, you know what I mean? We do it and be like, actually, I don't know, that's yep, not too yep. bad feeling, let's try this out. And then, and then before you know it, we're doing that trick. And if we hadn't, like he said, if you hadn't done that first fail or that first tester, like, we Dude, wouldn't have done the trick. That right there, we, <laughs> and that, honestly, that sums up the tour when, when uh, Nate and Eric were on it because yeah, yeah. they go hard, right? Like, they don't, they don't get, they don't get up to train. They get up to do something that nobody's ever done before. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they do. That's what it feels like. And it, is, yeah. it definitely feels like some of the time when when we're just, me and Jeff are just having, like, a, a good, solid training day. You know, we're not doing anything next level, but we're putting lines that we're proud of together and things are going good. And then, like, Nate and Eric are kind of over there, like, literally haven't even warmed up. We've been at the spot for an hour, and they're just in their heads, like, yo, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. And it's some next level stuff, Right. And that really sums it up because when they start training, you know that they're doing something that's going to be like that you're not going to want to do, right? But like Jeff said, we, we always just put ourselves in that situation. We see them going in and we're like, yo, that is a move that there's no possible way I can do. But I see the first progression that I can work on. While they're training it, we're going to hop in line with them. We're going to take some turns. We're going to train with them. Nice. We're going to do what we can do. And then eventually, even if we don't get the trick, which honestly for the tour, most of the time we just did because it was, it was a great community that we had on that tour. Um, but even if we, when we didn't, we made so much progress. And we were talking, uh, me and Jeff were talking the other day with, with uh, Peyton Hannah about... Well, Peyton. Yeah, we were, we were literally just talking about this the other day where a lot of pro... Doesn't matter, dude. Pro, uh, amateur, like brand new, whatever it is, when you see people throwing down, right, you get to a spot and you see people that are, like, actually going in at a jam, so many things come through your head and pretty much all of them are telling you, 
yeah, it's not worth it. Just stay out of their way. Don't start training. Yeah. Like, yeah. let them do their thing. Yeah. But I think it's so important to just hop in and just do what you're comfortable with at that moment. Don't dive into what they're doing. Don't sit on the sideline until they're finished. Get in, start training with them, and take that first step. Get that first progression out of the way and just start warming up, start training. And that's how you're going to progress a yeah. lot. But yeah, like, yeah, I just want to touch on that. Like, dude, because this is so valuable for, like, anybody listening to this, no matter their skill level. Because, like, um, it's weird from from the perspective perspective oh my god <laughs> perspective of like a quote unquote pro athlete yeah. you know what i mean we're like at the parkour park over here in woodward like seeing some kids that maybe don't want to jump around cuz we're doing lines and stuff you know what i mean um and but even i have that feeling like when Nate and uh Eric are throwing tricks like where i'm like yo like again like quote unquote pro level athlete like yo i don't know if i want to jump in there right now and stuff yep. but like like you can't one you can't let other people get in the way of your training um, uh, and two, like, again, from the quote-unquote perspective of a pro athlete, whatever, like, there's so much more merit in you coming in and at least trying and just being focused on your progression and stuff than, like, not doing it. You exactly. Know what I mean? you, can't, you can't be worried, that, like, oh, like, I'm just going to be in the way or I'm going to waste their time or whatever. Like, dude, seeing someone come in and, and at least try is so much better yep. than not. Dude, that's, that's big. And I think maybe it's because we're all coaches that we understand it from yeah. this perspective and we see, like, dude, you got to start and then, yep. like, don't forget. It took me a while. At some point, I recognized with my coaching, my old approach was, yo, I'm going to set it up so my kids never have to go through the failures I went through. Right, and right. And then one day it hit me. I was like, wait a second. Every failure I went through taught me the lesson. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. yep. my kids need to experience a little bit of the failure, not the whole extent of it, right. but it's like there's got to be the fire. They don't need to put their hand in it for two minutes, but they do need to get their finger close enough that they can feel the heat and go, ouch, and yep. pull back because now everything I'm saying makes sense and they have the experience exactly. to know for themselves. It's not just intellectual knowledge you're running around with. It's You know this from a place of, oh, crap, like I was a part of that. So like getting in there, starting to work yep. the progression – because you can understand how to do a trick all day long. You could probably tell it to another human. But until you start doing it, then you're like, oh, this is what it feels like. And, oh, I got lost in the air. Although, like, I knew I should be looking for this thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quite see it. But I saw this. And now I can start to fine-tune and pull that around. That's Dude, some crazy part Understanding that feeling, too. Like you were saying, um, as far you know, as far as understanding the feeling of, like, what it feels like to fail, what it feels like to get scared, all that stuff it goes even even deeper than that, which I think is even more important. So, like, to me, uh, I'm just gonna preface this. Hopefully, I don't forget because I'm gonna I, I ramble a bit. I'm gonna preface this with like, man, I already forgot. <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry. I'm gonna preface this oh, with, uh, for me, and this is weird, right? So I, I'm doing some like online programs, uh, making some stuff for beginners, some some resources for beginners to get into the sport. That's what I care about. Like, and it, it sounds so weird coming from like a professional athlete. I've competed in a lot of competitions. I've done very well in competitions. But I, I'm going to say this bluntly. Just know that like I, when I say things bluntly, I only like half mean it, right? <laughs> so All right. if you're in the sport, if you are in the sport training parkour, I don't care about you. I just don't care. You're already in the sport. You're already learning from 
people like-minded, you have resources, you're learning the lessons that the sport will teach you. You're learning from parkour already. I don't care about you. You're in our sport. Those that are out of the sport are the people that still have things to learn from parkour. I care about them. I want to bring them into parkour more than I want to elevate the athletes that are already in parkour to that next level. Because yeah, pushing the top level of the sport, that's important, right? But I think there's so many more lessons that parkour can teach you just on a human level that people need to learn. Like for me, it took me from, you know, drinking every day, having alcohol poisoning, all this stuff to just like, a re- I'd like to think a relatively pleasant human being, which I was not back then. And a lot of that was the lessons that I learned from parkour. And there are people out there that need those lessons that aren't getting it. And so many of our resources are going into bettering the high-level athletes or the mid-level athletes and taking them to high levels, right? I just don't care about them. They're already learning the lessons. I care about the people that need those lessons. So with that said, um, what were we talking about a second ago? Because it, it, did, it did tie in and it was really important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that said... Knowing, <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> sorry, that's how my brain works. I'm sorry. That's how uh, we were talking about knowing that feeling, right? Know as as whoever you are, wherever you are in the sport. If you're pro, if you're middle level, if you're if you're brand new starting, and you get that feeling of I am worried to train around these people because I don't want to look bad. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to blah 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 blah. You're a human. The people around you are humans. They have felt exactly what you're feeling right now hundreds, thousands of times. Everybody feels the same feelings. So when you go to a jam and you see people training, remember in your head that before they started training that day, they felt the exact same thing you're feeling right now where you're saying, man, I don't want to train. I don't want to, like, I'm tired. I'm, uh, I'm just going to convince myself to just sit on the sidelines and watch. Just know that everybody feels that and that's something that you have to just take that first step. And even if you're scared that you're going to look bad or embarrass yourself, you won't because everybody around you knows what you feel like. And they're in the same community as you. We're, we're parkour athletes, right? We are not going to shame somebody for going out and trying. We're going to support you. We're going to, we're going to give you props for at least taking that first step. And I think that's super important and goes a long way to just realizing like knowing the emotions you're feeling, everyone else has felt and it's, it's okay to feel them. Just now it's time to work through them. Dude, that's so valid. And that's really big. People do need to recognize everyone else has gone through what you're feeling. And honestly, if somebody would brag, like just rag on you for being the new guy and be like, yo, you suck. Like you're not, I'm telling you, you don't even want to chill exactly. with Exactly. doesn't matter how good their skills are. Yep. That person sucks. Get them out of your out life, with man. them would be awful. You would hate every moment of it i mean because once you stop moving like i still gotta sit with this guy <laughs> right sucks. oh my god absolutely please no like I just that that person's probably wanna... struggling with it themselves yeah yeah for big sure time, big and they're time. just they're just projecting like their their insecurities like yep. you know onto onto the situation like that's how it goes man don't worry about it don't worry about it just do you Man, Joe, you said something earlier that sparked an idea. That idea is gone. It's going to pop back later, but you really, you hit. You guys hit. are both losing it, man. Yeah, no, dude, like, because it's getting, like, Joey said it was going to get deep, and it's Yeah, it goes to, deep, man. It's diving in there, and I, like, I really appreciate that. Oh, I know it came back. So, you know. Like we in it. You just, yeah, man. You know, you talked about the 
entry level kind of videos or the the programs you create yeah, yeah. for those athletes and by saying like hey the advanced guys I don't care about you. I I'm sitting in a room with three right now like I can tell that's not an insult when you're saying it. No, not you're at not all. You're not saying it in a mean way. You're just saying like no, like I'm targeting a niche community. Like right. there are people out there that need this and that's powerful. Like that's now we know a little bit of like what your intention is. Yep. Cuz I remember at some point I did look on your Instagram and I saw it's like oh like the beginner steps Dude. to stepping in the parkour. <laughs> you and would not believe. I, I could believe. I'm the assuming you probably the backlash, backlash, bro. You definitely <laughs> have to have gotten backlash. Man. It. But it's just like, it's like you said. It's like, yo, if you're already doing parkour, this is completely irrelevant exactly. to you. Exactly. Like just don't read it. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> just ignore it. It's not for you. And moreover, like, for you. if you're upset about it, just block me. Leave yeah, my channel, like, never come back. Like, I'm cool with you. that. I don't care about yeah. you. I care about the ones that need these tips. Dude, that's, yeah, man. It's so funny that people will start to get up in arms about oh, that, man. and they don't understand where it's coming from. And I'm happy to hear that yeah. it's not just purely like I'm going to make money off of this oh, because I'm sure making money off of it, it's definitely a part of the equation. It would be nice, but <laughs> dude, we do parkour. We're not, if, not if, if we were trying to like, honestly, if I was trying to make money off of it, right, I would not make a parkour program, period. I just wouldn't. I would do literally anything else. I would sink my time into another field that would make me money and I would do parkour as the thing that I love. But I care about the sport, and I want to help new athletes come in and learn these lessons. That's why I'm going to do, I'm going to keep making the lessons. On top of that, like, obviously, I would like to make money. Otherwise, I just can't. I, I literally cannot keep doing it. You, you know can't I mean? just keep pouring yourself into yeah. it. Like, at the end of the day, reality does eventually kick in. Bills are a real thing. <laughs> they exist. Future goals, like, you want to buy a house. Yeah. You got to buy the house. Trying to get like, some food every day. Like. like you want your car, you want gas and insurance. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so that's actually something I wanted to talk about tonight as well. This is something we started talking about literally day one when we went out <laughs> yeah. to dinner when you guys got here. And that topic is money. Really, it's, oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's like a taboo thing Dude, in our culture. It or, is, and I hate the fact that it yeah. is. It pisses me off more than almost anything. I'm right there with you, man. I'm definitely trying to open up the dialogue for yes, change please. our relationship with money. A lot of us still have the money's the root of all evil yep. mindset. That is, that needs to go ASAP. Like, yep. I'm, I will take a stance on that big time. I try to be neutral most of the time, but that's not cool anymore I feel I'm you. getting older I can tell you guys from my point of view I, I'm, I just turned 26 like last week yo I'm it's, 28 yeah, so almost, I'm 28 bro yeah, like, creeping yo, on the 3 -0. money is not the root of all evil money Ooh. is pretty nice to have and you're I'm pretty sure you want more of it especially if you enjoy yep. doing the things you do so I want to start to ask you guys as professional athletes where would you say currently the money is in our sport, if there's money at all in our sport. Social oh, media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, dude, instantly, instantly right off, I mean, this may also kind of launch us into things, but right off the top of my head, like, comes, like, people like Pasha and, like, Eric right now who are, like, in L.A. doing, like, I mean, again, it gets shade. It's, like, the action comedy, like, yep. Instagram stuff, you know what I mean? But, like, dude, they're doing it for a reason. Like, well, one, they're probably having a lot of fun. 
What's like fun? But two, like they're they're dude, they've been in parkour for a long time. They obviously care about it and they like it, you know what I mean? But they're they're trying to they're they gotta make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. they're trying to use parkour as much as they can still, but also make money with it. You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. it's that, you know, dumb <laughs> dumb stuff on Instagram. But like Yeah, I mean if you if you look at the people that are making legitimate money, you have a couple teams, right? But the teams are either selling clothing and the way that they sell clothing is by having a big social media, right? It all, it all ties back right now, all ties back to social media. Like gym owners, okay, they're maybe making a living. They're maybe in debt and they might be in debt for the rest of their lives, but they have a job for the rest of their lives. So they're making a living, right? And the people that are actually making some money are the ones that are either, you know, like Storm, uh, Farang, guys like that, uh, Dom Tommaso, sponsored by like Red Bull, things like this, right? They're at a high level, either on a team, or more importantly, they just have a big social media. Whether that's YouTube's obviously like the golden one. If you have a big, big YouTube, then you're getting ad revenue and things like that. Um, if you have a big like Instagram, it's not as direct. It's you got to start doing like brand deals and things like that, or you have to start selling something and create a brand on your own. Which, again, going back to like Farang, Storm, um, the other the other teams like this, right? They've been around for so long that they were some of the first teams to start, and they've risen with kind of the tide of parkour. As parkour has risen, as it's grown, they've also grown on top of it, and that's kind of how they're making that money right now. It's super difficult as a new brand mm. to compete with them or get on that level without a huge social media backing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the big thing that I've been seeing anyways. And then obviously there's stunts, but that's not parkour. Right, with the whole there's, area. There's shows, which is all right, but like, okay, now you have your show, you can't get injured. If you get injured, you can't do the show, you can't get paid. Now you're training parkour differently and mostly you're just doing your show, right? right? Which again, isn't necessarily making money off parkour. And then there's coaching, which you're not doing parkour, you're coaching. And more, more often than not, you're just gonna get burnt out because you gotta pour your heart and soul into coaching <laughs> or it's not gonna be good for you, it's not gonna be good for the kids. Oh, Dude, that cramping. is, yo, that's spot on, man. At least from what I've seen as well, that is pretty much what I've been gathering, as all some of you guys know, I've been hanging out with a lot of the pros from our sport, inviting them out to Woodward. This is a conversation I have with just about everybody, and that's pretty much where we seem to be as a community. And we need to, even like those of us that have a big following, I don't know why I said those of us, I don't have a big following, <laughs> but the parkour athletes that have a big following, some of them still haven't even tapped in on how to fully monetize it so oh, we it's have a guys, whole it's yeah. a whole skill of its own right well i was know. gonna yeah sorry go ahead no no but you know i'm happy you just said that it's a whole skill of its own and i wanted to hear what you have to say well, jeff it goes along with that i was gonna say that like you asked me you asked where the money is and like first of all i don't even make that much money off of anything like really much Same. i had the gym you know i had the gym that was a that was a money maker but still not that much um but no like it's, I wouldn't say it's in any one place or there's any one, like, direction right now. Like, parkour's in a weird spot with that, you know what I mean? Like, all it is is, like, you have to know how to play the game. And you have yeah. to know how to create the opportunities for you yourself. You have to be willing to play and the you game, too. You have to be willing to play the game. And, like, Jesse LaFleur is, like, huge, spot on. huge like, uh, example of that. Like, 
a lot of people don't know like Jesse's like rap sheet. But if yeah. you like, if you've talked to him and he gets into like, dude, the man has just put in so much work, yes. doing different outlets, creating opportunities for himself in different outlets, and like, just playing the game, and and that's like that's dude, like where the money's at. The, like, the crazy thing that you gotta like remember about Jesse, and this is something that I actually have this conversation pretty often. Yeah, is rewind the clock five six years ago. Who was the go to guy that everybody hated? It was Jesse Lafleur, yeah. dude. It was Jesse LaFleur. Yeah. Everybody hated him because he built a massive following on YouTube doing some relatively cheesy parkour videos slash tutorials that... This is no hate, kid, by the way. No, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. We're going to get into how much not Dude, hate this I is I watched those yeah. videos. No, yeah. I'm like, um, man. No, yeah. I'm out there. And We're speaking from like the general... Like, yeah, the general yeah. consensus. The general I mean. consensus was like, hey, we don't like Jesse LaFleur. He's, he's an idiot, right? And everybody didn't like him. But he got on, he played the game, he got a following, and then look what he did with that following. He's done so many amazing things. Like, he took us on a tour For last year. too. Like, literally made a movie, put in countless hours, I swear to you. Countless he hours was countless dollars, dude. Countless mm. dollars, a stupid a amount one. of money going yeah. into this tour. And I'm literally not joking when I say Jesse was the first to wake up and the last to go to sleep every single day. Yep. And the, like... Definitely the one person that did the most work on that tour. Yep. He was editing everything every night. He was, mm-hmm. dude, every piece of everything planned it out perfectly for every every event, every athlete, every person. It was amazing. And he's done insanely positive things by getting on that platform. He was willing to play the game. He got up to a high point, and then he used then he that used high it. point for so much good. And it's it's amazing. And a lot of people that are newer look up to Jesse and is like, Oh, he's so awesome for doing all these things. But they don't realize that five, six years ago, everyone in the community, he was he was like the person that people hated on in the community. And that's something to think about when you're hating on somebody who's starting to get success for doing this like thing that you don't like. You're like, oh, this is they're they're selling out or whatever. No, they're they're playing the game like they need to to get on a to get into a place where they can actually have a positive impact. Because yep. if you're coming from the ground level and you're not in a high position, whether that's with like following or whatever, whatever it is, right? You don't have money, you don't have a following, you have no tools to do anything positive. You might be able to help people out on a one-on-one basis, where if you're on that high, high pedestal, you can help people out by the thousands, right? And that's way more impactful than just like, oh, I'm gonna help my local community out. That can be great, don't get me wrong, but you just have a, a bigger outreach. Yeah, man. I mean, scale is definitely a big thing concerning Jesse, because before I forget it, like I'm in complete agreement with you guys that people will hate on you when they just kind of are looking from the outside. Yep. They don't truly know what you're doing. And maybe you're new at this thing. Like you said, people might be calling him a sellout or whatever. It's like, dude, everything he did took a lot of work. And just because someone does something and they may benefit from it, doesn't mean they also aren't trying to grow the community yeah, and exactly, grow exactly. others. And that's where it's like, it's not one or the other. It's not like, okay, if I'm helping everybody, that means I can't take for myself as well. Why not? You can have both. It's a yep. called a win-win. It's yeah, a symbiotic yeah, yeah. growth. I yep. grow, you grow. And what you just said, Joey, that when he's able to grow to a place where he has more, he can help more. A lot of us think... 
oh, you get more money, you're going to become this evil person. Like, money doesn't change you. Nope. Money amplifies who you are. Exactly. If we gave Mother Teresa a billion dollars, she's still going to be Mother Teresa. She'll just be able to help even more. Yep. If we gave that jerk down the street a million dollars, he's just going to be a bigger jerk. He was a jerk to begin with. If it seems like he turned into a jerk after the money, he was a jerk from the beginning. Exactly. It's just the money now amplifies and shows off the true nature of his character. And that's where it's like, we got to start showing people, you got to go this way. I'm happy that Jesse is doing what he's doing because he's paving the way. He's showing people it is possible. Like you said, playing the game, a lot of us don't even recognize, you know, there's more than one game to play. You know, you got to go. You got to learn how to be a businessman. Yep. You can't sell yourself, your skills, and monetize what you're doing then you're basically saying there's no value to what I'm Dude. doing. It's like being the artist and you're making the world's greatest paintings. If you can't get any money for it, sure, that painting is beautiful, but you're living under a bridge. Yep. You know, like you've got to be able to monetize. You don't need to be the world's best artist. You need to be the world's best selling artists. Yep. That's and that reminds me of a quote that I heard uh, I don't even remember when or where I heard it, but it basically said that you are one skill away from being a millionaire. Mm. Like if you're if you're good at something, you're one skill away from being a millionaire. And that that rings so true because if you're amazing at parkour, but you don't know how to how to play the game, how to market yourself, how to how to get those get those jobs that will actually pay you then you're never going to make the money, right? You have to be able to not just be kind of a one-trick pony. Mm -hmm. You can't just be good. That's not going to get you far enough. You have to be good and know how to sell yourself or be good and know how to run, like, work social media. Be good and know how to edit videos. Something along those lines. Dude, and yeah, that's actually something I... I don't know if you guys had a chance... Well, you guys have met some of my teammates here. Yeah, yeah. That's something every night while we've been here, we have team meetings... And that's been the driving point for the last three nights for these guys, getting them to understand, yo, you need to have your secondary and third skills. Like, yep. you can't just be an athlete because <laughs> everybody else out there is just an athlete. You need to be able to edit. You need to be able to communicate. You need to be able exactly. to teach. You need to be able to sell. There's so many other skills that you spent the last 10 years doing parkour this new skill is also going to take another 10 I gotta, years. Like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Jim. I just got to add on to that too. Like, luck is a thing that exists. Oh, so yeah. you yeah. cannot you cannot take the... I, I hear so many people say this. You cannot take the outlier and make them the rule. You know what I mean? So yes, there are people out there. There are athletes that are... They just got very good and then got a lucky opportunity and that elevated them to a high space. That will not happen for everybody. And if you're hoping and crossing your fingers that it'll happen for you, that's the wrong way to approach it. If it does happen to you, that's great. But you need to work like it won't happen yeah, to you. In the meantime, get exactly. in a basket. Because, yeah. <laughs> dude, my whole life was like, all I cared about, I, I when I dropped out of school, I got that job at uh, at Revolution Parkour. I was like, cool, I can do this the rest of my life. The, oh, I had a one-track mind, and that was get as good as I can get. All it was was... I want to train to be the best athlete I can because dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and there was no, there was nothing after that. 
And that got me in a lot of trouble just in life in general, not only with my own mentality, but but actually in life as far as monetarily, living-wise, all that stuff. And uh, that was one of my biggest mistakes. I had no driving force other than I want to get better. And that was a big pitfall. But Well, and like, <clears throat> well, I was just going to say, like Marlon kept saying, like, make sure you have your, your secondary skills and your, like, your third skills, all that stuff. But like, and then again with Joey, like, you know, his direction. Like, have your direction, have, like, your the things you care about, like, your morals and stuff, um, and, and definitely have that as, as your focus and keep that on your back. But you got to be willing to mold. Like, yeah. that's mm. also a skill. It's, like, almost like that should be your secondary skill. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, again, with the gym, I kept saying, like, I'm not a businessman. I don't know how to run a business, but I learned it as I went. You know what I mean? I just learned, I just was open to learning that skill and putting effort into that skill and, like, and molding to, like, the direction I wanted to go or thought I, I had to go. Um, and so like, you know, like kind of the whole Jesse thing, like he, he has parkour at his base and, um, he, he's been pushing the sport in a good way, you know what I mean? But on the come up, he just molded. He even said, he's, you know, he said to me himself, like, you know, you just kind of go through this gauntlet and like, you know, you're not sure which direction you're going, whichever direction it keeps pushing. You just got to learn like to adapt it and then still have those, core values you know what i mean that you're trying to push yeah but use it use it as you go along you know what i mean so the road turns you left you gotta learn how to deal with left but you're still trying to push towards parkour you know what i mean like yes. that's what i'm trying to say you know like adapt and mold but have your core values with you and then you should be good just try on, Dude, you know? oh God, that's <laughs> so big man like especially like i'm so happy you just said core values that's massive if you hold on to your core values you are good. That's your foundation. Yeah. And from there, you're not changing. You're not switching up on people. You're not faking. You're adapting. You're growing. You are evolving. You are not meant to stay the same. Yeah. Maintenance is an illusion. It's, I mean, like, I don't want to get, like, too crazy <laughs> on this, but, like, I really, like, maintenance is absolutely an illusion. You're either growing or you are dying. All right? Some of you yeah, guys might yeah. be young. You might not get that, but you need to continually adapt. And when the change is coming, we have a negative connotation with change. But yeah. change can be for the better. You can gain more power. When your Pokemon evolves, it changes yeah, into yeah. a better thing. Yeah. It's a more powerful thing. That's what you want to do with yourself. And getting like the combination of what we were talking about, you know, having the one-track mind is cool if you're able to think far enough into the future of like, yeah. yo, what do I really, really want? Like, you know, we have the ability to think and that in and of itself is another skill. Like, and being that's a honest muscle. about it, dude. Yeah, yo, like, yeah. be honest. Like, yo, like, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I want to be a millionaire. I've wanted Same. to be a millionaire th dude. since I was young. It's going to happen. That's why everything I do goes towards learning how to grow myself, learning how yep. to grow a business, learning how to make the money and not just make it, but also keep it, and then being able to teach others how to do the same thing. The same yes. way when we coach parkour. Like, I went and I learned the skills before I tried to teach it to somebody else so that I can also speak to you from a place of experience. Yep. And that's what, like, you guys don't get. Like, a part of that is when, like, I listen to the people that have done it. I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough to have people in my life who have achieved the status of millionaire, who are living the lifestyle that I want to live. And I also study from people who I haven't met, and it's all the same thing. It's 
think about where you want to be, what's the finish line look like, and then leave that as your picture the same way you said, I want to get better, dot, dot, dot. I want to get to this point, dot, dot, dot. And as you start to go there, like Jeff said, you want to adapt. You want to gain the new skills. You want to, yep. the road is pushing you left. You start going left as long as you're keeping a part of your core values, keeping your core values with you, and you're keeping that finish line in mind every yeah. single Most day. Definitely. Like, it's not like you did it once, you got super hyped up about it today. Like, even on the days that suck, you still need yeah. to be focused on that finish line. And if it's something you're truly passionate and stoked about, like, dude, like, the days that suck, you're going to realize, okay, those are minor setbacks. They are not reasons to hit the self-destruct button exactly. and blow everything up and get rid of all the progress that you have made the same way. When you have a bad day of training, you don't just, I mean, you probably do say, I'm quitting parkour. You only <laughs> say that for a day. You don't really mean it. You come back tomorrow or the day after, and you're back doing it, and you love it. Yeah. Same idea because you it's a part of your core, and it means something to you. It resonates with you on the inside. Don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. Like Joey was just saying, like, Yo, like, admit what you want is what you want. And that's the most important thing, dude. I've seen so many people that they won't, like, first of all, it is a little bit of work. You got to sit down and you got to you gotta sit with yourself and oh, you got to yeah. think about what you want. And on top of that, you might actually come to a conclusion that is not that wholesome, right? And like, okay, to me, maybe I'm going to be like, dude, don't do that. But honestly... So, so going to the money thing, right? Like saying, I want to be a millionaire, right? I want to make money. Or like, let's go a step deeper, which is even more taboo in our sport. I want <laughs> to make money off of parkour, right? Oh, yeah. Now, okay, now it's starting, it's, that idea is starting to kind of open up a little bit more in, in our sport, a little bit. It's not there yet. But again, rewind the clock five, six years ago. No, nobody said that. Don't you dare. If you yeah, say right? that, you're shunned. You get out of our Yo, community, right? Burn them at the stake. So we're going to use that as an example of a, of a not-so-wholesome thought, right? So back in the day when it was like, if you said that out loud, if you said, my goal is to make money off of parkour, people would hate you. But when you're being honest with yourself and you're actually looking inside and you know having those conversations with yourself and you come to the conclusion of, I want to make money off of parkour. That's what I want to do. Screw it. At least, at the very least, be honest with yourself about that intention. Uh, a, one, of the, one of the things that I see a lot of pitfalls with competitive athletes nowadays is the cool thing to do, quote unquote, cool thing to do is to say, oh, I don't care if I win. I just want to move. I just, I just care about my movement. I care about, you know, showing off who I am type thing. It's not cool to say, I'm tryharding and I will do anything to win this competition. That is not a cool thing to say in our sport. But people feel that way. And be honest with yourself. If you feel that way, dope, dude. You don't have to tell the outside world. You don't have to be like, I don't have to go up to Jeff and be like, yo, Jeff, I hope you lose because I want to win. I don't have to say that, but I can be honest to myself. and be. I'm not saying I feel this way, but <laughs> if I yeah. did, I can be honest to myself and be like, this is actually how I feel, and now I'm going to crack down, and I'm going to work until I win this competition. And uh, anyways, that, that is one of the pitfalls that I actually see, is uh, if you look at other sports, if you look at more established sports like uh, snowboarding or whatever, 
people or or gymnastics, right? Soccer, whatever. Pick soccer. a sport, dude. They live to win. That's what and they to want to do. And, and <laughs> yeah. to make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is what they want to do. That is their driving reason that they try to get better. Right now, if if you ask somebody, like if somebody asked an athlete, a parkour athlete, what's your reason? Why do you train? And they said, I train because all I want to do is win competitions. You'd be like, dude, that's a bad reason to train. Like, it's not a bad reason to train. It's a fine reason to yeah, train. If that's where reason. you get your motivation, that is your reason to train. Accept it. Like, that is you. Do it. And that is a good motivator to train. And just, like, be honest with yourself if that's what it is. And I think the further we get in the sport, this is something we got to be careful about. Um, but also just – but also be open about. There will come a point where these competitions are going to have, like, $10,000, $15,000, prize money, right? Eventually, maybe way down the line, whatever. It's going to get to that point where it is really a competitive scene. And right now, we don't really have to think about that because we just have a bunch of athletes that are like, oh, I don't care if I win. I'm just, I'm just going to do me. And, like, if I win, that's a cool bonus, which that's a pretty cool mindset. But I also think at some point to grow, we do have to kind of get into that competitive side where it's like, no, I'm, I'm training hard for a year to win this one competition. And that's where things are going to get insane. But that's, again, where we're going to have to have another conversation about, <laughs> whoa, 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 we're taking this a little too far. We got to chill out a little bit. Everything, you know, everything in moderation, right? We can't go too deep one way or the other. But uh, right now, we're, I think we're a little too deep on the, on the like, relaxed, just, like, wholesome side, doing my thing. You know, if I win, ah, it happens. It's cool, whatever. And, you know, if I lose, whatever, what was the prize money? $200? Ah, that's fine. Because, yeah, prize money sucks, by the way. Dude, you, like, <laughs> are making me want to go crazy deep with this. Because, like, that is... Yo, I'm looking forward to the day that parkour gets a little bit more competitive. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right now, we always say, like, yo, parkour is man against obstacle, which it, it is. is. It, mm -hmm. Like, you know, we talked about that earlier. truly is. But now... Let's see also a form where it's man versus man, like those speed runs side by side. Yo, let me see two guys man. going at it. Now let me see two guys going at it for some prize money. And honestly, like I'm thinking of like MMA when you get that dude from Brazil who's just like, yo, I'm out here to feed my family. Yeah, like, exactly. This yeah, money yeah, yeah. Is like this means something. I'm not to playing me. around. So now this I'm is... looking at the human spirit yep. embodied in that fighter. He's been doing this for the last year. You know how much more he's progressed oh, just because he has that flame in him? Like, dude, if you guys want to see our sport get to that level, it's going to take that sort of motivation coming from people where that opportunity is out there for them where they're like, yo, like, yeah, I love this. It's fun. Even if I didn't get paid, I would do it. But now there's this opportunity for me to get paid, and I just tunnel visioned in. I put everything, blood, sweat, and tears exactly. into this exactly. purposefully. My intention, every single day I woke up and I figured out how can I do this a little bit better? How can I push through and endure long enough to do this thing and make it happen? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Dude, dude. you're saying it perfectly. <laughs> dude, like, it's, it's insane. And like, that's the kind of stuff that definitely starts to get me fired up. I want to see more of that in yep. the community. And honestly, like, as... Silly as it sounds, money is a big Bro. factor for it because you can't 
be willing to, I mean, you can, you can pour yourself fully into yep. our sport, but then to get nothing in return. But you also have you to could, hold down a job on the side. Right, because you could only do it for so long realistically. Like you yeah. have to be, like what you spoke about with balance, mm -hmm. you know, there ha there is a balance and you do live in a reality where bills are a thing. Yep. Your future goals are a thing. You guys are going to get older and you're going to want to support a family and you're going to want to go on trips around the world and you're going to want to buy a piece of equipment and it's not a bad thing that you have these desires and you want to fulfill them but just think about what are you doing to be able to fulfill them yep. we've got to start moving to a place of thinking with a mindset of abundance because there's plenty out there mm -hmm. if you're willing to see the opportunity if you could do the hard work to build and grow yourself, to be a person that sees opportunity in multiple ways, not just your movement. Because we talk about having the parkour eye. As your skills get better, you show up to the same spot that you started at seven years ago, and you're seeing brand new challenges yeah. that literally did not exist for you because you weren't ready to see them. The same thing with opportunity and how to capitalize on monetizing the sport without, without, damaging the core values of the sport yeah. just because you want to monetize on it does not mean you're willing to compromise exactly. on what it is and what you believe in and that's where it's like we really i want to drive that home yeah. so deeply that just because you want to put a price tag on something does not mean you're devaluing it or taking away from what it is in fact you're teaching people that this is more valuable by telling them like, yo, it's not free. You know, it's like yep. going and working with a musician and or your favorite producer and they're like, all right, you know, it's going to be $5,000 for the hour in the studio because what I'm doing with you, this is years and years of dedication and oh, yeah. practice and I can't just let you come in here because then I'm saying what I'm doing is meaningless. If yep. I keep saying, yo, parkour should be free, jams should be free, then I'm undermining all the work that the person oh, yeah. put in to setting up this event, to calling out the pro athletes, to flying them out, to preparing the food, to getting the permits, to doing everything it took to make it happen. The amount of times they've stayed up late over the phones when they're answering phone calls at one in the morning because of time zone differences, that they're losing sleep, that their girlfriend or boyfriend they're pissed off because this person is too tired to go on a date because they're setting up the event and you just want to show up for free or you're proud to say you snuck into it. You know, like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, man. Like, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm ranting about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but, you know, it like, kind of needs is, to be ranted about, it, dude. It really does. Like, Honestly, we need to get there as the, a community. And I hate, I hate to bring this up because I swear every time I get on this conversation or on this topic... <laughs> I, I have to bring it up because I think it's so important. So we were talking about um, athletes, the, the athletes, right? The movement side needs to, we want to, we hope it gets to a point where we can have these people like pouring their heart and souls into trying to win these competitions that we're seeing like this next level movement, right? To get to that point, dude, what do we have? What do we have in parkour? The only thing that we have is movers. That's what we have, right? We have some of the most insane athletes of any sport in our sport competing in these competitions. 
You know what we don't have? We don't put on a good show. We don't have good judging. We don't have good commentary. We have so many terrible things to do with our competitions. The one thing that we have that's amazing is the only thing that people are trying to make better. What needs to be better in these competitions is the commentary, is the show, is the judging, is the way that it's presented to the outside world as an actual like exciting, fun thing to watch because it's not fun to watch competitions right now. You tune into a live stream and you're like, wow, guess I'm just gonna go do something else until the video comes out and I can just watch the summed up version of everybody's run because it's just not fun to watch. And there's no way that money is gonna come into, the, un, into these competitions until it's fun to watch. And uh, to add on to that, what do you do after you're no longer an athlete? Ooh. What do you do? That's not a reality. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. That's I'm not always going to be an athlete. I don't have to yeah. think about that. <laughs> Ninety-five years old, con gainer. Yeah, that's the thing, that's the yeah. thing though. Like getting getting up there in years. I'm 28, and like, dude, I've been competing a long time, and uh, I'm kind of done competing for a lot of reasons. But um, that that brings me into like, okay, what do I do next? Like, I don't have a banging YouTube channel, right? I have some followers on Instagram, but it's. So so difficult to get brand deals and I also the ones that I do get they're like hey we'll give you a few hundred dollars for a post and I'm like dude I hate your product I'm not gonna post it I'm sorry like I can't I can't just do that because I don't like this product it's not an easy thing to just do that right what I want to do is I want to work in the parkour field as something yeah I love coaching so like I'm actually down to just be a coach like whatever that's cool to me but there are a lot of people that don't like coaching or aren't good at coaching and don't enjoy that and there's no jobs for them like you can't be a judge at a competition you know why because we have the old the same four judges at every single major competition who have been the same judges for the last five six years who barely understand like i don't know i'm not gonna dive into that <laughs> but like dude i some questionable things happen with the judging and uh there's no there's no room yet for like retired athletes, people that aren't competing, like Alfred Scott right now, he would be an insane judge, but like he can't just get that job because ah, spot's taken. Sorry, we have somebody filling it. Alfred Scott would do way better. I don't care who you have. He would do better than the person that you have. And I don't care who the person you have is. He's yep. injured, he can't compete, he can't train. That's a job that he should be getting, but like he just can't get it because there, there aren't jobs for it. And that sucks. And that's something that needs to be built upon as, you know, the the 18-year-olds right now in 12 years when they're 30, they're no longer competing. What do they do? Oh, I guess I jump into the real world now and go work at Safeway because I just trained parkour my whole life. And now my only skills are like I can communicate well and I can compete really well. But all these all these high paying jobs don't care about that. Right. They care about experience in the field of that job. And I have none because I did parkour. Dude, and now know, there's no jobs you know, in parkour. What, what you're talking about actually is just creating value. And if you yeah. don't know what creating value is, it's not like it it's basically like the illusion of how much something is worth. Not an illusion's a bad word maybe because it's not like we're pretending or whatever. But, right, right, right. But with like the 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 pushing the other sides of competitions, like making them better and not just the athletes being better because that's the athletes, you know what I mean? Right. But pushing like the commentary, the live streams, all that stuff, that's creating value. You know, it's, it's, it's putting a price on parkour. It's like, for example, like, like it has to upgrade. It's like an app mm -hmm. that mm. doesn't get any upgrades. 
or updates, you know what I mean? Like, better apps are going to come out or, or it's just going to get stale and old and nobody's going to want to use the app anymore or yep. it's not worth three ninety nine anymore. <laughs> People want to get it for free or they want to buy it for, you know, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to we have to create the value in parkour, but but those updates they cost money. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Big time. And that's where like people start start charging for things or start putting a price tag on on updating parkour, but people get mad at that because it seems like it's selling out. But it's like yep, yo, but yep. then this app is just gonna stay this app or parkour. I'm I'm comparing the two is gonna stay stale. It's gonna stay old, and then nobody's gonna want to pay for it. Nobody's Dude, yeah, and, and there's gotta be a value on parkour. That's how we that's how we go up. That's how the competition competition start having more prize money, and you know people will pay attention to it and stuff. It's 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 the difference between like you know when you get ads for those crappy free games yep. when you're like on on other apps or whatever. Like that looks terrible, right? But then an app in the store that's worth ten ninety nine, like you already know that's good, because it because it has that right. Yeah, you got to pay, yeah, pay, pay ten ninety nine. It. It's probably pretty good, yep. right? That's the same thing. Like that's that's value. That's creating value. You know Dude, I mean? can I rant for one more second? I'm Ooh. so sorry. The apps could be the same, but because this. one costs more, you're yep. going to assume that it the 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 free one could be even better. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that's that's what value is. It's the illusion of yep. of how much something is worth. You know what I mean? Yo, dude, it's, dude, oh, I got it. Parkour has to do that. Got to do that. Because I gotta be honest. Like, okay, <laughs> man, I've you been gotta make the competitions better. You gotta I've been trying to break better. into the like commentary judging I, scene for a while because that's that's what I'd rather do than compete, right? And uh, I swear to you, it feels like these big competitions. Like some of them just have their people locked in, right? Whatever they're paying them, whatever. A lot of them are just they're they're seeing the 1099 app. And they're being like, oh, you want me to give you 1099 to do this job? Well, I'm just going to take whatever person wants to do it for free yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah, we, we're chatting about this. And it's so tilting. Like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just like... But then it doesn't get any better. Right? Exactly. It never you're gets like, better. Whoa, you're, you're they good just keep at this, this, but you, you're charged. But there's somebody over here that will do it for free. So they take and I him, don't care but, about their skill level at it. Right, but then, but then nothing's getting better. That exactly. value isn't getting added. The value isn't going up. You yep. know right, I mean? you're not asking the market you gotta, to change. You gotta buy stuff, man. Yep. Like, it's to. like it's like foreign clothes are freaking expensive, and people, you know, probably voice that all the time. Man, why is it so expensive? Or whatever, you know, what I mean? but like, dude, you buy it and then it gets better. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, I mean? exactly. The money gets, gets reinvested. It comes yeah. back, and like, dude, There's honestly, more value on it. And if like I'm big into science, man, like this is just. Like the laws of nature, like the push, like the equal, equal and opposite action causes the reaction. You know, like if I push on the floor, the floor pushes on me. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I want money to come into this sport, I've got to put money into, into the, the sport. sport. Exactly. If I want to get better at the sport, like if I want to get better at the training, I got to put more energy and time into it. And then the energy and time comes out of me yep. through the movement. You know, it's just like it's. So crazy that that hasn't clicked in a lot of people's brains yet, dude. And it's 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 terrifying. It, like it's scary as, as far as monetary, yeah, like monetarily goes. It's one, and we were talking about this other day, uh, me and Marlon. It was like, wait, I, okay, so if you if you ask to get paid for a job, like, and that person is not planning on paying you, and let me let me be a little more straightforward. That person is not planning on paying anyone then you are no longer in the running for that position. They're like, oh, you want money? Well, we have 15 people that don't and that will do it for free. So, bye. And 
that is the worst feeling because then you're scared to ask what, for what you think your value is. And like for me, I'm finally doing a commentary job and I'm hyped on it. But like the way that it was presented to me, it was, and I don't know if this was on purpose, it probably wasn't, but it was just like, hey, I heard you're interested in doing this. Uh, if you're still interested, like let us know. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely interested. And they were like, cool, you got the spot. And like, there was no talk about, well, wait a minute, this is like a job that I'm gonna put a lot of effort into that I think I should get paid for. So now I'm in a position of like, do I say, hey, I want this amount of money because I'm gonna be putting a lot of work into it. I'm gonna be putting this much work into it. I want a little bit of money in return. Do I say that? I'm be I'm legitimately worried about saying it because then they're like, ah, no, sorry, this person has the job now. Like, and what point do I say, I'm not going to do this job that I really, really want to do because you're not paying me, because you're not, you know, showing that I, I will actually bring value to it. And that's, that makes it even scarier. And then just more and more people are uncomfortable asking for money for things. And that goes into like brand deals and things like that, where somebody's like, hey, we'll give you some free clothing to wear to, you know, for a, for a post. And you're sitting here like, well, wait a minute, your, co your clothes cost $60 a shirt. If I sell two shirts, that's $120. And I have 5,000 followers. The chances of me selling two shirts is pretty high. You should be at least paying me $120. Now they're scared. But that person with 5,000 followers is like, uh, but I really want this shirt. I probably shouldn't say anything. Just give me the shirt. I don't care. Yeah, I'll just take the free shirt. I don't want you to walk away. I don't want to lose this opportunity. And that's such a dumb thing that needs to be approached more in parkour, like putting the value on it. Man, we're now getting back into setting Dude. our intentions, seeing like where you actually want to go. And that's why earlier you said, you know, it's a hard thing thinking about what it is you actually want because it can't be such a basic answer that... You know, basic answer is going to get you there really quickly and you're going to yeah. get there and realize, wow, I'm not fully satisfied. This isn't, I can't just say like, yeah, man, like, oh, I want a million dollars. Like, because <laughs> then it's like, all right, cool. There you go. Like, let's say a million dollars got dropped into your lap, right? Now no, what? You know, yeah. like, you don't know how to keep it. You don't know how to maintain it. You don't know what to do with it. You're still the same person you were before you had the million dollars that didn't know how to earn a million dollars. So trust me. You still don't know how to, like, you're not a millionaire yet. You just happen to have a million dollars that you're probably going to blow through. And yep. it's going to mess up your life a little bit more because you're not prepared for it because you didn't take the time to really prepare yourself for the actual opportunity that you think you want. It's honestly, like, it's a full, long, it's a really long time, a long <laughs> job sitting and figuring out what you actually, actually yeah. want. And, you know, that's kind of what we were talking about when you're talking about your opportunity to be able to get on the mic and be the like MC of an event and you know thinking like all right do I want to take the money am I trying to get a quick payday right now or am I trying to establish myself exactly, for the future exactly. for the career of this or make this when people do call me they know don't even bother calling Joey unless you've got a couple of grand to drop on him coming out for the day and it's you know. all, it's all guess, like a lot of it is guesswork. Oh yeah. Like, it's like, okay, well, if I just do this job really well for free, then maybe paid opportunities will come. But at the same time, 
maybe if I do this job really well for free, then everybody's just going to be like, oh, yeah, we can I'm get Joey for, for free. free. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you might as well ask in most Well, yeah, I think, I think asking is important. Um, um, well, which did, for sure. I did have some, dude, I just came, <laughs> it just came into my head when you were talking about, you know, it's, it's a kind of a task to figure out what you really want and stuff. But, like, for anybody listening... To make it not seem so daunting, even though it should be, it <laughs> yeah. should be like, like, like you said, kind of like a big sit down conversation with yourself. You know what I mean? Like metaphorically, like that could take weeks or whatever. But um, to make it not seem so daunting is like, dude, that could change all the time. Oh yeah. Like just because mm-hmm. you decide I want to be a millionaire today doesn't mean you like oh, that can't right. change. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where like again, full circle, like the the adaptation comes through because like hundred percent, you go left, but you're pushing up towards you know your your main goals. Um, but like your your main goals could change, you know. I mean, maybe maybe you just got to reevaluate at times. And like, um, I had a way to tie this back into what Joey was saying about like you know asking for money and stuff. But I kind of I kind of forgot it. But I still think that that's important important enough to just kind of no, that makes perfect have sense. It by itself is like, dude, that could change at all times. Just make sure you're like you know you're reevaluating and you're assessing like you know correctly. Yeah. And when it's due time. Yeah. Because you know? if you're if you're halfway to making a million dollars and you're like, don't let it be a cop out. Don't let it be like. Yeah, fail safe. Like, oh, I, you know, I just changes my mind because I, I'm, you know, right, I'm getting right. lazy. <laughs> but if, but if you are really like checking in with yeah. yourself at every every moment, and you get you get halfway to a million dollars, making five hundred grand a year, and you're like, wait a minute, this is way more money than I need, and like, I don't actually care to keep pushing for a million. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that actually, what's important to me is investing my time into this, and seeing that, and really feeling it, and being able to just pivot to that and adapt well, and move yourself in that direction that, that you actually want to go And that actually in. comes full circle to what we were talking about way earlier where like the Jesse LaFleur example where like he, he did the grind and then he got yep. to a point where now he can he can do what he wants and push the sport in the same aspect of like, oh, I just realized I don't need a million dollars. I have enough money now. Now I can focus on what using really, using yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's that full circle. I hope people understand what I just did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, that, and, then, awesome. and, then, and then you shift views, dude, and you just keep, you keep adding skills. You keep adding goals. Like I hope we're not getting too like old man speak with, with the <laughs> audience. You know what I mean? Because we're talking so much about stuff that like really matters. But like I don't know if people are tuning in, uh, hoping to like learn the secrets to training to be a. T- you know what I mean? I don't know if they just want to hear about the movement. Because right. in my opinion, the movement is very it's just all like relevant, dude. The movement's really shallow. Like, it, yeah. there, there's some things level. you can learn, this, but it's... This same thing you even said earlier, like, applies to movement. Yeah. Dude. Like, if you have goals in movement, then you yeah. you adapt, you do the you do the business, man, you get it done. Like, it just because just something happens on a smaller scale or quicker doesn't mean you can't apply, like, the, the longer, bigger ideas, you know, concepts. the more in-depth concepts to it, you know what I mean? Heck yeah. yeah. And honestly, like, I think it's important that people hear, like, because when they see you guys... They probably think, oh, there's just like two like like parkour jocks. Like they don't <laughs> yeah, got yeah, anything got you, going got on you. in their brain. They're just they're just out there flipping and jumping yeah, on yeah. things. <laughs> like no man, like intention matters. It is big. Like you don't get to be that level of athlete without getting intentful. And then when you start getting intentful like that, and you see the power of intention, you don't just let it stay in one area of your life. You start getting curious of where else can I apply this power? And, you know, we just started getting into it just now about really setting the goals and defining the goals. And I now want to, this is funny, because this is something I wanted to ask you guys from the beginning. 
I'm curious to hear from each of you what goal are you guys currently working on? Because like we said, your goals can change. What you wanted yesterday might not be what you want today. And that's okay. Don't be afraid to admit this is what I want right now. This is actually what I desire the most. And, you know, a year from now, you could absolutely not want that thing and want something else. And you no longer have to keep pursuing the original goal because you wanted it last year and because you told your friends that's what you wanted. If it's no longer what you want, go pursue what you actually want because that's what ignites your fire. That's what ignites your life. That's what pushes you through the bad day. So the bad days, not even one day. (laughs) Sometimes they last and it's a part of the game. Learn to deal with it. Like I'm not discrediting it, but push through it. But I want to know from you guys, what are the current mountains you are climbing? Yo, it's it's crazy. That Joe and I were just looking at each other like, who wants to take this one? <laughs> right, right, right. And like, well, I actually kind of think like I might I might have a harder time answering this question. I want to go first because like uh, recently my goals are all over the place. And I have a lot of them, you know what I mean? Because like I've been with my current girlfriend for like eight years and she just graduated college, you know what I mean? And I had the gym and all this stuff. So I have so many outlets that have goals. Like I have goals uh, as moving forward in my relationship. I have goals with free running. I have goals with finances, just everything, you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, man, like in, like right now, an initial, I just had the gym. It just closed down. If, if people listening don't know, I had a, a gym called The Haven. I talked about it earlier a little bit. Um, I had some business partners who dropped out of parkour, and then we, we just kind of had to close it um, due to people leaving the business, but also because we wanted to upgrade. Me and my brother, Jerry, who you also mentioned, uh, my twin brother, actually, we wanted to close it down and open up a better one, and we totally could, you know what I mean? And that was that was the goal. That's kind of the big goal. That was kind of my next step for making money in parkour and pushing the community and providing the space. You know what I mean? We were, we were starting some youth league comps with our students. That was getting taken up really well. Kids were getting more serious about the sport. That was like what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to push the sport. I wanted the kids to get more serious and I wanted to open this sick gym. But like now, like weird opportunities just come out of yeah. left field. You know what I mean? And now my my view is shifting. I'm thinking right now, like kind of my biggest goal is like how can I just do free running more for me and be happy doing that and as an athlete and, and kind of make money doing it but also just like be able to like enjoy being an athlete again because um, I can always come back and open up a gym when I'm old you know what I mean I'm thinking yo I, I need to be an athlete now so that's that was that's why I wanted to go first because we were just talking about shifting your goals and, and, and when stuff comes up reevaluating what you really want and like I just had that happen you know what I mean I thought I wanted this gym, but I'm like, whoa, that's going to hold me down, dude. And right now, I think I, I'm just really want I've been enjoying being an athlete, and I want to just be an athlete more. So, like, my goal right now is exactly that. I want to be more of an athlete. Um, I want to train more. I want to have as much fun as I have had in free running in, in the past, but also, you know, make some money off of it. Um, and I want to be able to progress in my relationship with my girlfriend and um, support both of us, both of our goals. And that's that's kind of my focus. And, like, that's not that's a pretty vague goal. Like, right now, I don't even have that to a pinpoint. But it's I'm still shaping too, it. I'm you're still like, shaping it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're in that phase so where like, it's, like, 
figuring Again, it out. Again, like still. just not even on purpose. Now I, I I'm realizing, and I want to touch on to people listening that like your goal changes and stuff. But even when you have a goal, like it's not always super concise. Like it's not just I want to be a millionaire. Like right now, I don't even know what the the tippy top of the mountain is of I want to be an athlete more. You know what I mean? But that's my goal. So like it's it right now. That's the big old base. And I'm shaping it towards the tippy top. And we'll see how that happens, you know what I mean? And maybe along the way to the tippy top, I'm going to hop over mountains, you know what I mean? Yes. I'm going to switch mountains. I'm going to like, go climb a different one. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, you just never know. Dude, but that, that, but oh. that, to answer your question, that's my, kind of my goal right now, is be more, an, more of an athlete but, um, and enjoy that. But <laughs> that's weird. I just came to a realization that, like, side goal or part of that goal is I want to enjoy it. I don't want to be an important. athlete and hate it. I want to enjoy it, and if I'm not enjoying it, then I'll probably switch goals. And like that's right. There. And I like, just thought of that in this dude, conversation. Yes. So like that's why you know t- talking to people, it's a daunting task. But like, you know, you're gonna come along realizations as you go and stuff, which I just did. Nice. And like the goals are gonna get more and more specific because like right. even like right, right there, like we just watched the evolution of your goal. Of like y'all yeah. want to be an athlete, and including. I want to enjoy it on the way. Yep. You know, it's like, it's not just like, I want to be an athlete. Cool. You could be an athlete struggling in your van or it's like, you could be an athlete like living comfortably and like your days, each of your days are fun. And, and like, some people might enjoy being in the van and struggling. Right, right. <laughs> like that, that's, yeah. you know, that might but be like, your gig, but then they're yeah. enjoying it. They're adding they're that additional it. bit yeah, that's what I'm that saying, you though. just like, asked for. Like, you know, and like, don't be afraid to ask like your goal. Could, that your yourself. goal could be the same as somebody else's, but the process could be so different. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, that's big, being able to enjoy the process. Yeah. Like, if you're not in love with the process, you're not in love with the result that you think you want. Right. Yep. Like, well, you I need mean, to be in love. I mean, or maybe that being are, said, though, you might not always be in love with the process, but as long as the goal is worth it, as long as the tippy top is worth it, like, I, you just got to be sure of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know I personally, like, it's just personal opinion. I feel like if I really love it, like, if I really want it, right. I want it bad enough to do the things I don't want to do. Right. And yeah, then, yeah. like, I end up, like, liking the things I don't even you like gotta, to do. You gotta force yourself to apply. That doesn't have to apply to everybody, I feel like. Right. Yeah, yeah no, that's, just, like, that's just me. But again, that's what I said. You have to know that it's worth it. If yeah. you're willing to do the stuff that, you, you know, you don't maybe want to do, as long as that end goal is worth it. Otherwise, you wasted a bunch of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you don't get your time back. Like, you that is the only facts. currency... If you haven't figured that out yet, and you might still be young, it'll ring in your ears 10 Dude. years from now. You're going to hear my voice saying this. Time <laughs> is the only currency that matters. Because once you spend it, you do not get it back. You don't. Yeah. You could get your money back. You could get your energy back. You could get the resources back. You will never get your time back. Spend that more wisely. If you're in high school... And you got nothing to do after Bro. school. Yo, like I envy you. Join a don't so look at it badly. and don't look at it as, oh, I have time so I can put these things off because you're wasting you're that time. Wasting it, dude. It's so funny. Before we kick this over to Joey to get his answer, like we talk about this every time. <laughs> yeah, dude. We see each other. Like we just talk about how we've spent our time since the last time we saw each other, and like if our goals are the same. Am I yep. right, Joey? Yep. Like, every literally time. every time we see each other, like yo, I remember last time we were talking about this. But then, like, usually one of us will be like, okay, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried things, that. Things and like, ah, like, you know. Listen, now I'm kind of on this grind. And, like, yeah. the, well, first of all, the main point is Joey and I are always on the grind. And Beautiful. everybody should be. Yep. <laughs> um, um, but, too, oh, man, I don't even know where I was going with that anymore. Too, like, that we, two, literally, we literally, 
it, it changes all the time and, and that's it. Like, we always yeah. we always have a goal. And yeah. like right, right, maybe right. maybe that goal might be like, you know, straight above us, right? Or maybe it might it might shift an inch to the left. And when it shifts an inch to the left, the things that we're doing right now to get to that top point have to shift a lot. But it's still towards that similar end goal. Even if it's not a fully shaped yeah. out similar end goal, it's still towards that end goal. And every time that me and Jeff talk, like we are still moving towards like, even though Jeff's goals have, have changed and he's kind of shifting the way that he wants to get there right now, he still has kind of that end place that's been the same for a long, long time. Yep. And like that's kind of what we were talking about before where like change is a part of the game. Yep. Don't try to maintain even your goals they're going to change. And remember, change is not a bad thing. No. It's evolution. Your change, like just now, your goal literally changed in front of us. Yep. I want to be an athlete too. I want to be an athlete who's enjoying the process to whatever else you may add yeah. in addition to it. Like, well, it's crazy that's what's too. Like, during change, it's like easy for your core values to seem like they get hidden, especially to people looking, like watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, those are those, as long as those are always on your back and like the the main focus. That's what's cool. And, yeah. Um, it's definitely sick to have somebody like Joey who, like, in between us seeing each other, like we we come back and always just kind of like dive into how we've been spending our time towards those goals that we know each other has. And then sometimes you know we're like, yo, to be honest, man, I've been lazy <laughs> yeah, the past yeah, couple yeah. of months, dude. And but it's good to have that too. It's accountability. When, when you have to <laughs> yeah. admit that to somebody else, yeah. you really honest, realize man. how lazy you've been yeah. when yep. they've been yeah. on the grind. You're like, damn, dude, I've done nothing with the last yeah. couple of months. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. you know, like a little off topic, but I know you guys both know Max Henry. Yeah. The whole community knows the guy. Oh, yeah. We got lucky. He was a Long Island guy. Known him since kindergarten, and that's how it always feels. Every time I meet back up with him. I'm just like someone's different. Oh, damn it! I haven't been working out enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, haven't, like, yeah. I haven't been drilling tech enough. He's just getting like, more and more jacked. Yeah, like, like bigger I haven't jumps. been reading enough. He's getting smarter, bigger, stronger. <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn it, dude. Like, That's what I mean. Though. Like, not everybody's gonna have the same method. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, try to be just try to be accountable for but yourself. But you out here try doing big pushing, things. Look at this. Growing. Oh, dude, one hundred percent, man. Dude. Like, I'm definitely on the grind on. every <laughs> single day. I use my team know to hold me accountable. I use myself. I check in every single day. Like the core values. Literally, if you walk into my bedroom right now, you got them written down or something. They're on the wall. Yeah, they, bro. Uh, they've been there yeah. for the last two years. Every day, I read it on the way out. How many times and, you change that list, dude? You want to hear something crazy? Huh. That list has not changed since I put it up on that wall. Because I go. thought so deeply about the core values what? where I was like, no matter what I look like on the outside, this, as long as these things are driving me, yeah. I know I'm still in touch that, with that's me. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, even though like every time, like let's say there was a camera in that room pointed at a list of core values, right? And every time you leave the room and come back in, like it's like a time lapse almost. You know I mean, like a month has gone by and you look totally different. Or like what you're doing is totally different. Those, Those are, there. are still there. Yeah. Those are the and same. So like not everybody can see that. To them, they just see you changing the stuff. But as long as those are still there, still written down, you know, in your heart, Yo. like the end oh. result should reflect those. Dude, Big oh my facts. god, yeah, like the core. That's what I kept. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Like sometimes they get hidden. Sometimes they seem like they're hidden to everybody. And like Jesse, the whole Jesse thing. Like sometimes people automatically be like, "Oh, he's selling that or whatever," but like. Those core values that are in deep there. Deep down, that, and that's I know that just because I've talked to him and I've been around him so much. But like, not a lot of people will. But like, he just stays on the grind, and then one day those things come out. Those core values, and people are like, "Oh, 
yeah, man. And like yeah. that's why, like even like us doing this kind of interview and me been talking, like talking to all the athletes I've spoken to all summer and interviewed, like it's for this reason. I want it to be out there. I want it to be on record. So later on, when people are like, "Yo, man, like you didn't really mean to do that on purpose," like, "Yo, let's go back to that interview from 2019." Like, <laughs> Looky right here. Yo, like it's I've it's been, been on recorded, this. Yo, like yep. it's, this is Bernie Sanders, like back in the 70s, it's the way he's at now. Like, dude's <laughs> preaching the same thing. Like, you guys, like, dude, it's fire. Like, oh my god, yes. I'm getting hyped All up right. again. But uh, let's get Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I kind of already. I, I know Woo-hoo. someone. I know. Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit, but so I've been. Here, I've been on some grinds. I'm gonna keep this pretty much PK, like parkour okay, related. Yeah, parkour you know what I mean? Because I, I got my girl as well. I We've been dating. Well, yeah. We've been dating for like eight. Almost nine years now. Both me and been Jeff a long time. <laughs> yeah, we're, me and Jeff are in that long relationship, right? So, uh, you know, I got goals there too as well. But for me, and I'll touch on this a little bit. For me, I'm relatively young still, right? She's relatively young. We got a whole life to live. You know what I mean? And I don't see us breaking up ever, right? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be with her for the rest of my life. Now, I got stuff that I want to do before I settle down. I still have a lot of things that... You know, I'm just not not ready to be done traveling, to be done living the parkour life, to be done kind of doing these things. And I'm not even saying that settling down means that that has to happen, right? Because it definitely doesn't. Like, I've been settled down for nine years. I've been with the same woman for nine years, you know what I mean? And I've, I've lived this lifestyle the entire time. And I want that to continue. So one of my biggest goals kind of ties into being able to continue that with her. And uh, that just means that, there has to be some way to where either I'm making enough or we're making enough together because she's got a very stable job right now, which makes it hard for her to travel with me. And uh, that's a big struggle. So that means that, like, if I want her to come with me on things, I have to either set myself or help her set herself up in a way where she is independent of her job and independent of me. And then we're two independent people that are not relying on each other's income, each other's anything, and then we can come together and do our thing and go go wherever, do whatever, right? We could dive so deep into that. Yeah, yeah we can dive no, real no. deep into that. Is key. And that's that's also <laughs> why right, go, go, go. I mean, and dude, it's obviously we can talk a lot about relationships. We've dude, been in one Joey for a long time. Relationships, man, and we do, but we don't need to right but now. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it PK related, right? So uh end goal right now. One of the things that I want to do, um, is I don't, like I just said, I don't want to settle down in the traditional sense where I just get a house and I live in that house and I raise a family in that house and that's like my home base. Me and Jeff talked about this a bit actually the other night. Um, What I want to do is, I I also don't want to travel, right? So when you think of traveling right now as a parkour athlete, you think of like Dom Tommaso. He's, you know, in one country for three days in another country for three days, like, Next week, he'll be in the U.S. The week after that, he'll be in Australia. He's everywhere, right? I don't want to do that. No way do I want to do that. That's cool for, like, maybe a month-long spurt at its best. But that is stressful and exhausting and not what I want to do. But at the same time, I want to travel. And the way that I want to do that is I have so many communities just from traveling that I love to be in, right? I love being in the Sacramento community. I love being out here at Woodward. I love being in the Texas community. I love being in the Portland community. There's so many communities everywhere that I love being in. So my goal is to live 
while traveling. Let's say I decide, all right, I'm going to go get an apartment in Texas for like, let's just say three months, right? I'm not going to get it for three months. I'm just going to say, I'm going to get an open, open-ended, you know, pay month to month until I decide to stop paying, pay first and last. And then maybe I'm there for four months, right? And then, all right, dude, this was fun. Let's go to Hawaii for a little bit. Go find a place in Hawaii, live there for a few months, maybe live there for a year, whatever, keep it open-ended. But live in the places that I travel to and actually be a part of that community for a while and then move on to a new one. That's what I've really been wanting to do. And that's kind of end goal for what I want to do for, for the long term. Like let's say 30 to like 55, 60, you know what I mean? Like long period of time. And then maybe eventually settle down. In order to do that, I need some remote income. I can't be holding down a job. I can't just be coaching. I don't, I don't want to get to a new place and be like, okay, now how do I figure out income? That's stressful. I don't want to deal with that. So big goal would be open up this uh, online academy that I've been working on for like two years now. I, I feel so sad to say that because so many, man, so many pitfalls and roadblocks that have just been slowing things down. We got one program out right now. Um, it's the beginner series goes real in depth on just taking you from absolute beginner, never moved before in your life up to competent, know all the skills and, and can start applying them. Um, and that's kind of the first thing that we have. We got, we got a backflip program, uh, front flip program, side flip program, 360 backflip program. We got programs coming, dude. We got programs coming, (laughs) but, uh, Dude, it's it's a struggle. Like it's it's a whole new thing that I'm working on, and the goal is that that will provide enough income automatically, right? Set up the ads, get get that rolling in. That'll set up enough remote income to where maybe yeah, maybe I'm doing work on it pretty regularly, but I don't have to be in any one place. And maybe that's not my only source of income, but that is the biggest one, and that's the reliable one. And that's what I want to get set up right now so that I'm free to kind of travel around and keep doing my thing. Uh, on top of that, dude, I still, I, I don't love competing. I actually, <laughs> I am hoping that I never have to compete again a day in my life. Man, basically where I'm at. Big. Basically, yeah. That's big. I, I, competed, right? I competed for a long Some time. kid at home like, what the? Bro. <laughs> I'm sorry if I just broke your heart with that um now okay here's here's the thing though let me dive into that a little bit i loved competing i loved it i do not love it anymore i did it for five years right i competed a lot i was at the very first napc Mm -hmm. took first in that i've been at every napc since then except for one uh where i was somewhere else i forget where i was uh oh i was i was actually at woodward tahoe and the reason that I didn't go to that is I, I asked to be a judge. I asked to be a commentator. They said, Joey, we want you to compete. That's all we want you to do, period. We will not give you a job here because that means you won't be competing here. So that's what we want you to do. And I was like, okay. So I have two opportunities right now on the same weekend. I either just go to NAPC and watch and support people, which is cool. I would love to do that. But then Woodward Tahoe hit me up and was like, yo, you want to be here for a week? We'll pay you. We'll fly you out. And I was like, well, that just sounds funner. Like, I get to move the whole time. I get to train. I get to meet I get to kids. Meet kids. Yeah. I, get to do, I get to do everything, right? And so I decided to do that instead of going to NAPC. That was the one NAPC I missed. Um, but other than that, I've been at every single one and competed at almost all of them. And it goes, like, you know, Air Whip, Art of Motion, um, 
Apex International, the WFPF comp, so many competitions, dude, for so many years. And they were great. I loved them at first. And then over the last couple of years, it just got to a point where I was like, dude, this is so much stress. Oh and I'm God, yeah. <laughs> an unreasonable oh God, amount of stress. Yeah. And it's becoming a lose-lose situation where it's like, one, I don't care about winning. Like, it's, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, oh, well. But at the same time, you always feel that stress and you, wanna, you yeah. want to do your best and you want to win. But like, deep down, I have felt this way for a very long time. I can deal, I know that I can deal with losing, right? I'm fine with it. I can, I'll, I'll be sad. It'll be, it'll be like, oh man, I lost. This sucks. But I know I can deal with it. I don't know that that next person that's competing with me can deal with it as well. And if they want it more than me, which more often than not in every single one of these competitions, I've seen at least, I would say at least 80% of the athletes want to win more than I do, right? And knowing that tells me like, dude, at these competitions, I literally feel this way. I'm, I'm sitting there about to do my run and I'm watching other people go and I'm watching them like be devastated that they messed up. And all I'm thinking is like, well, if I mess up, it'll kind of be all right. Cause like I, that'd be cool if they beat me. Like I can handle it. It's cool. But like, this will mean so much to them if they win. And it doesn't mean that much to me. And after realizing that I was like, dude, what am I competing for? Like, what's the point? What do I like about these things? I started breaking it down and I was like, okay, well, I like the community. I like, I like getting together, seeing everybody. I like training with everybody. I basically like every piece of the competition except for the competition. So what am I competing for? And I really, I really kind of dove in and thought about that a lot. And I didn't know if it was like, oh, I'm getting stressed. It's this and that. Me and Nate Weston were kind of talking about this last year. Um, we were talking about like, okay, we've both one NAPC before, right? Like we've done it and I've done it multiple, I think I've done it four times. And if I go and compete and lose, right? Like let's say I don't podium, okay? That is a lose situation for me because then everybody's like, oh, Joey's falling off. Like he's irrelevant now. All these, all these young guns are killing him. If I go and win, it's like, ah, Joey won again. Cool. Like, and it doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to the people watching. It doesn't feel good for anybody. It's just like, ah, that's, that's standard. We saw that coming. Or, ha-ha, he sucks. Those are the only two outcomes. It's just a lose-lose. And uh, it's just not, not worth the competing at that point. Um, so, yeah, I thought about it. I took, I took like a year off and was like – or not a year off. I took, I took a couple events off, and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to compete. Thought about it a little bit deeper, and I was like, dude, I'm still, I'm still relatively young and like – at a at a at a high level, maybe maybe I'm maybe this is just a phase. Let me try competing again. So I went through a whole year, hit every competition I could, and each one I legitimately did not like being at. NAPC, there was like I hated every part of being there. I didn't enjoy competing. All I liked is before the competition, after the competition, and the exact moment I was in my runs. And a lot of people point when I talk to when I tell this story, they point to like the Congainer full moment. They're like, that was one of the hypest moments ever. And I was like, yeah, it was a hype moment because I wanted to land Congainer full. It wasn't a hype moment that I did it in a competition. It was a hype moment that I landed a move that I wanted to land. It would have been just as hype if I was down the street with some randoms that were like, <laughs> and I just landed it. 
I'd be like, yo, and I'd be hyped. You know what I mean? That was the hype moment. The competition wasn't the hype moment. So sorry, that, that was a big tangent on why I kind of realized I didn't like competing anymore and then stepping away from it. But at the same time, there are a lot of aspects about the competition that I do like, which I just went over. I like being there. I like being surrounded by the people. I like, I like being a part of the competition, which is why what I want to do now is I would like to be a commentator for competitions, specifically not an MC on the mic. I want to be behind the, behind the live stream, helping like kind of break things down, analyze it, present it to the audience that not only present it to the PK audience who kind of knows what's going on, but also, and you know, give them a more in-depth story about the athletes that they're watching. Give them a story to follow instead of just like, ah, he did this move and this move and this move and this move, which you guys already knew because you're watching the same thing I'm watching. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to fill the dead space and make the dead space interesting because the competition while they're moving, that's interesting. That's the only part that we care about, right? Now, what needs to happen, in my opinion, when, when the athlete is moving is... Yeah, it's important to say kind of what's happening, but it's more important to relate it to the new audience members that don't know what's going on. The people that know what's going on, they can see what's happening. The people that don't have any idea what's going on, those are the people we need to bring in and be like, yo, that was so sick because of this. And now you can understand what's happening and you can be hyped for this person because you didn't know the sport beforehand and I'm teaching you the sport while you're watching it. I think that's the important part in the second probably the more important part is when there's dead space and nothing's happening to have stories about the athletes, to have something to talk about that will make the show interesting to watch. And that's kind of what I want to bring into it, which is not easy. There's this, <laughs> that's so much work, dude. Yeah, let me, tell, let me tell you how it. much work that is to yeah, do paid, before <laughs> the competition, during the competition and after the competition, you got lots of work to do. And when you're not getting any money for it, that's why nobody's doing it's like, it. Why am I doing this? Well, why that's why. I, yeah. That's why all the commentators are just like, "Well, I'm just gonna, you know, show up and show up and talk. I'm not gonna prepare for it because I'm not getting like. paid. I'm just gonna say when they do. A size <laughs> yeah, <though>. exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting paid to do it. So what's the point of doing it? I'm I'm here. That's that's enough. And uh, I kind of want to take it to that next level, and hopefully, be somebody who's invited, not like paid. Yes, paid. Not just invited but paid to come out to these events to be the commentator, to show that I have value and show that I can make their competition entertaining to watch for the audience, bring audience members in and actually expand the competition. Value, baby. Exactly. Dude, you just did so much with that answer. You <laughs> literally, you answered the question, then you went a step further and explained the intention behind it. Then you explained even deeper what built up to that intention yeah. and how much time like that wasn't just your answer this is a didn't long just term thing formulate in even a day or three days no that's like a year's worth of formulation years this is a goal years. that joey's this is why i kind of wanted to go first but <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was like yo like i kind of have a harder time answering this question because just recently my goals have changed but like joey's joey's been putting thought into this man yeah and that's even more reason why he should get paid to do it I Dude, would love to get paid honestly, to do it, man. You just, when you were talking about, especially like the final part as you're talking about commentation and paying how much work you're putting into, my brain sparked just like the realization of, yo, like if you paid somebody to come and renovate your kitchen and you handed the guy 
$50,000, you're expecting a $50,000 job on your kitchen. Mm. If you called your buddy who's a plumber and a handyman (laughs) and you gave him $100, guess what? You're getting a $100 job, and that's what you know to expect. So when you want your competition to be that elite level you know, you want this to be at the stage of X Games and the Olympics and yeah. being able to go on that world stage. Well, those people put in a lot of money yep. for yep. every single aspect well, of what they do. And it's just like, yo, that's they expect at the end of it, and people expect when they watch, oh, I'm watching X Games, I'm about to watch a $200,000 setup. Yes. Oh, I'm watching the Olympics, I'm about to watch a million-dollar setup. Oh, I'm watching... Super Bowl, oh, I'm wa- about to watch a half a billion dollar setup. Oh, I'm watching parkour. I'm not going to watch that's, it. I'm going to wait for the highlight reel. That's what yeah, I'm, I'm that's waiting what for I was the clips. say, yo, like with the kitchen thing, like then you have outsiders coming to your kitchen, and what do you want the outsiders to see? The $50,000 exactly. kitchen or the $100 handyman kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> they see that handyman kitchen, they are not coming over for another that's dinner. That's what I mean. If they come no. to $50, Fifty thousand dollar kitchen. They're like, dang, this is for real. Yeah, they're telling yeah. people about like, for dinner yeah. next week, yo. They're telling people about your kitchen, and they're trying to figure out like, the yo, same like, thing with parkour, man. You gotta add that value. Yeah, yo, and they want to <laughs> figure out like, yo, what was so important here that like they're still trying that to figure out sick. why you invested that fifty thousand, and like they keep coming back to find out because they yep. want to like, yo, something's going on here, like, and exactly. I want to know because of all like, yo, they went in, they went in over here versus yo, they just slapped that together. Like, it, why are they going, why are you putting so much energy and effort and time? Because it's valuable. Yep. And, like, the only way you're going to see it is for you to believe it. And, like, what's one of the fastest ways to believe it? Attach that dollar sign to it. Like, yo, this thing you're watching, it should be pay-per-view. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And, even, and for that's, the, even for the people within parkour already, like, yo, like, parkour is the kitchen. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, don't complain Dude, when we want to make parkour about money. And that's that's my that's my goal right now with this first, like, commentary job. And, like, hopefully I don't just fall on my face, which, like, yeah, I'm a little nervous that maybe I will because who knows. But uh, the goal is, like, give the $50,000 kitchen job for free. And, well, hopefully not for free, but, like, if that's what it comes down to, like, yeah, I'm going to do the job that I think needs to be done for every competition, and I'm going to hope that that shows. You know what I mean? I'm going to hope that it can be a great show. I'm going to, like, I'm changing a little bit about what you just said, (laughs) and this is coming from actually the same year you were at Jump Fest from Brian Prince. You're not giving it for free. You're doing it pro bono. Yeah, you that's are the one. Giving dude. them a fifty thousand dollar value Yo, at big facts. One hundred percent discount or at eighty percent discount, but they still understand. Okay, dude, we just we got Joey's fifty thousand dollar package for free. Like and you know what they're gonna start doing? They're gonna start bragging. Yep. Yo, we got this fifty thousand dollar oh shoot, no way, this is crazy. Cause now they can tell everybody about the fifty thousand dollar commentator they had. For their event. Yeah. And, you know, whether they mentioned they got it for free or not, they now get to mention this valuable thing exactly. they had. And what you could do the same exact job, whether you're a $0 or 50000 but when you attach the 50000 people's ears and eyes perk up yep. a little bit yep. more, and they're curious. And then when you do do a stellar job, they understand, okay, this is what a $50,000 job looks like. Why? Because that's what he attached to it. That's what he gave and no one's complaining and arguing against exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you know. Dude, and I, man, I'm, 
uncomfortably passionate about commentary (laughs) as well. Like, (laughs) dude, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I even, dude, Art of Motion, what what, what were we at? 2016, right? The first one? Wait, what? The first one I was at was 2016. Oh, the one you were at? I don't know. (laughs) Did you not go to the first one? Did I not go to the first one? No. There's a second. Okay. Since the first one, (laughs) I think it was 2016. uh, Dude, even, even back then, that was three years ago. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to be on the live stream. I wanted to be a commentator Dang, on the live stream. Really? That's what I wanted really? to do. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. Some little kid, I'm telling you, you're blowing some kid's Dude. mind. He's like, Joey like, don't who get me are r- you? <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to be there competing. Like, definitely don't get me wrong. That was a dream come true for sure. But I will also tell you, little kid that's listening, <laughs> when your quote-unquote dream comes true, you realize that it's not, like as cool as you thought it was. Like you get there and you're like, "Wow, this is so sick!" This is. A- well, I'm actually just on an island with like a bunch of people jumping I mean, on stuff. It's like, still dope. Don't get me wrong. It was dope. I think, Be proud of what you accomplished. But I'm like, not saying it wasn't time, dope. Like if you do accomplish your dream, man. Backup dream on deck. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be done dreaming I'm after saying, you yeah, I think hit it's it. It's going to be like you get. Like, when you get your dream, you're going to get an even bigger dream. Exactly. And like, be excited yeah. for that thing. Like, that's the reason to go get to the top of the mountain, because you're going to see an even cooler <laughs> top of the mountain from the top of the mountain you just finished climbing. Art of motion, And it's not man. a sad thing. It's like, oh, shoot, dang. Like, I didn't even know that other mountain that looks way cooler existed because it was behind yeah. the mountain I was currently climbing. And when I got up there, like, that one's 12 times bigger and I'm gonna get like just feel way more awesome yeah. for conquering that behemoth than like and I've got the tools from conquering this current behemoth. I've learned skills on the way up to the top of this mountain that are now gonna assist me. Where if I saw Keep that other action. mountain first, I wouldn't even be prepared. I would die on the way to that mountain. Exactly. Because I never learned how to conquer these smaller problems. Dude, honestly though, like hilarious story about 2016, real quick, that art of motion. And like, yeah, Je- Jeff knows. Art of motion's sick. Like every, no, everything that I say. Of it that remember, like, whoa. remember earlier when I said like, I'm gonna say things bluntly, but I don't fully mean it bluntly. Yeah, like right. the reason that I do that is because, like, it, it'll give you a taste of how I actually feel, right? Because like I am gonna say it bluntly, and I do feel that way. But obviously, obviously, art of motion's amazing. And no matter how much I like say it was the, like let's say I say it was the worst experience in my life everybody listening to this will still say I really want to go to art emotion there's yeah. no way I can frame it in such a bad picture that everybody will be like oh yeah that that sounds horrible no because it's amazing you're you get flown to an island for free and it's awesome like it is great <laughs> right but I will 100% say and you can if you ever find any interviews with me um from art emotion 2016 like I'm really struggling because I know what they want me to say yeah. and I'm not feeling it. So like <laughs> they're like so funny. I can they, imagine that so hard. <laughs> they want me to say this is a dream come true, right? And it was. So I said it because literally it was a dream come true. But they wanted me to like, you know, embellish how amazing it was. Yeah. And in reality, like I got there and it was a bunch of the same athletes that I'd been training with at every other competition for years. And like it was just the same homies. We were just in a different place. And I literally got there and was like, oh, why was I so hyped about this? Like, this is just, this is literally 
just another competition. It's in an amazing place. And what I've always said about Art of Motion is that everything except the competition was the best competition oh, I've yeah. ever been to. Yeah, Where Air Whip, yep. the <laughs> competition was the best I've ever been to. Art of Motion, not the competition, everything outside the competition was the best. And so, yeah, getting there, it was, just, it was really kind of an eye-opener of like, this is something that I've wanted for so long, and now I'm here, and I realized that like, oh, I actually didn't want this as bad as I thought I did. Or I, I thought this was something that it's not. Right. Um, like you wanted the other aspects, yeah. and you were just like a little confused. And like I, exactly. You thought this was the thing, but these are actually the yeah. things you want. And I also really started just diving into to what I believe parkour competition needed. And, dude, I had been watching every Art of Motion, right? Like everybody else. I was on the live stream, catching it as much as I could, watching everybody's runs, listening to the commentators, <laughs> and, and sitting there. Whatever. Like, dude, and, and I'm a big, uh, big esports fan. I watch a lot of League of Legends, right? I also watch a lot of uh, soccer. And both of those things, if you know the sport, like if you, if you know League of Legends, if you know soccer, they're okay to watch without commentary. If you mute them, you can watch it and enjoy it a little bit. But you turn the commentators on, the level goes up to, you know, a thousand, right? It's way more enjoyable with the commentators. They bring the hype, they bring the knowledge, they bring everything that you need to know. And I tune into Art of Motion every year, and I mute it. I literally can, could what? not stand listening to the commentators. Crazy, it was so nuts, dude, dude. Yo, you're really making me, like, think so much more about commentation than I've ever thought. In I think about it a lot because I really am <laughs> yeah, like, uncomfortably like, passionate about it. And like you're just like showing and proving to the point that parkour needs more than just the athletes. Like, yeah. And there's so many other areas in our industry that aren't fully established yet and we're kind of taking for granted and we're ignoring. And we got a billion dollar industry without any foundation or infrastructure built yet and we can look all around at every other discipline who's done it before and we can see what needs to be done and let's start getting on it yo honestly we've been going at it for i don't even know how long i I could keep going for like six hours we could go forever like as i'm sitting here talking i was like wow we're gonna have to do like three more interviews to even like go back to topics we started tonight that we just Whoever's listening, if you listen, listened all the way through from beginning to end, wow, dude. Like, wow. <laughs> Hit me up in a DM and let yeah, me know, dude. Seriously, tag all of us. Like, yo, speaking of that, I'm going to actually have you guys throw out, if people aren't following you already, you know, where, like, Joey, where can people find you? Uh, literally just Google Joey Adrian and you'll see, like, my social medias. And that's, that's it. Part, uh, pretty much every social media is just, like, at Joey Adrian. Beautiful. And that's it. How about you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, Instagram at PK Jeffy. Or just look up Jeff Garrido. And then sometimes YouTube's popping, but not lately. So, <laughs> yeah. Park Brand Parkour or the way PK on YouTube sometimes. I have my personal channel as well. Just search, search uh, Jeff Garrido. I put out like random edits. Nothing nothing high key. Just like I went out with friends and chopped stuff up. So, if that's your business, then <laughs> like, if you like that, then sure. Also, hearing Jeffy give, give the good plugs, uh, I gotta plug my uh, website, joeyadrian.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I write blogs and I spend a lot of time writing blogs. 
full well knowing five people are going to click on it and then click off immediately and never read a word of it. And uh, so, yeah, if at all interested, go to joeyadrian.com and uh, read a couple of my blogs and let me know what you think because I put, like, a lot of work into those and there was a, I got, I got a little bit of advice, which I think is like very important advice is um, the people that succeed are the ones that do the work when no one cares. Yep. And uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm writing about topics that I think are very important and uh, need to be written about. And I know full well that nobody cares about them, but I'm going to write about them anyways. And uh, someday people will care about them and they'll, they'll see one of my blogs, hopefully fingers crossed see one of my blogs and be like, wow, that was a great blog. I really like listening to that. I like uh, reading it. I'm going to read some of these other ones and then kind of dive down that rabbit hole and, and get into it. So Dang. if you're interested, joeyadrian.com. Man, like, you got to stop doing this, Joey. You're, like, you're making <laughs> me want to go back into the rabbit hole and just dive in on that topic. Dude, if but, you didn't have to work, oh my God, <laughs> I would be here me. all night, man. Dude, I like people don't even know like I'm – Behind on so much sleep. I don't know. Yeah. Marlon's struggling, <laughs> man. I feel bad. Struggling. Grinding, bro. Yeah, Dude, he's the man. I appreciate that, and I seriously appreciate the both of you for taking the time to do this interview, for speaking your truth, for unloading the knowledge and wisdom for the people listening. You know, it's coming from you guys. It means something because you guys have lived through it. You've achieved. And you are the epitome of living by your words. You know, you're not just regurgitating information. A lot of what you guys spoke about tonight has come from experience. You've lived through the lessons. And that is powerful when it comes from somebody who knows it from that place. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, honestly, just hopefully it helps somebody. Yeah, right. for and, real. And thank you for for having us and doing this because like, you know, somebody has to. Like, yeah, man. Somebody has to. Like, and this is value right here. Like, like Joey said with his, with his blogs, man. Like, if even if five people read it now, you know, those five people five people might get something out of it. But hopefully down the road, like, it'll go a long way. Heck yeah, man. So, oh. dude. Plus, you out here doing it like every week. Dude, new people. Every single you got stuff going new on, new man. People. You guys don't even know I'm stocking I'm a, so much. I'm gonna need you so to give stuff. me the plug so on where to find this and where to listen to more. Yeah. Because like yeah. obviously the people listening know because they're here, but like Dude, I didn't know about that. I will know, man. You guys will know. I mean, the people already here are here. Yeah. If you guys appreciate everything you heard, you know, this stuff right now is in fact coming to you for free. Like I would not be charging for this information. Not this particular information anyway. This is coming to you for free. And the only thing I ask as payment is if you get any sort of value from this, share it with a friend. Yeah. Tag Joey and Jeff on social media. Let yes, them know please. that you listened. Let them know that the words are coming through and you're understanding it and it's making sense to you. Tag me as well. And, you know, let's just... Share this with somebody else because if you got something from it, odds are someone else you know who might be in the same boat or a similar boat as you is also going to gain value from this. Dude. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want to grow you guys, grow this community. And, you know, high tides raise all boats. You know, we're trying to raise the tides out here. Yep. Dude, and right there, 
a share is worth a million, a million thank yous, dude. Joey and I were just talking about this, dude. Like, like if you like something, like the best thing you can do to pay it forward or like to like give respect to that that athlete for whatever is just share it or anything in life. Just like, like we're in a digital era. You asked us earlier where the money's at. We're like, dude, social media and stuff. Like, just share it. I literally was talking to Jeff about this earlier. Like, like you were saying, and. I get a lot of people, I was saying, you know, not too many people read my, uh, read my blog post. I made one about art of motion submissions. Check that one out if you want to make a submission because I think it's got really good information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting people, like literally 15, 20 people sending me messages saying, yo, thank you. This helped me so much. I appreciate that. But what I appreciate more than that, hit the share, share dude. It, Post yeah. that to your story. Tag me. That is worth a million thank yous. I and mean, that's, or both. <laughs> or both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, like like, like that real both. share, dude. So with like, that share this if you're hearing it, man. Like that real share. Like Sorry. not just like, oh, let me click the repost. Like, nah, tell people why you are exactly. reposting this. Let them know, Let them man. know, like, yo, if you are not clicking this, you, I'm putting a million dollars out here and you're just not picking it up. Yeah. Like I'm dropping it here for you. The gold is here for you. You just got to pick it up. Yep. Dang. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will catch you later. Peace. Peace. Goodbye. Hey, guys. Hopefully you had a good time listening to that podcast. I really enjoyed sitting down with Jeff and Joey, two amazing athletes, two amazing guys. And, yeah, they just had so much to speak about. They vibed off of each other's energy really well. Like I said in the beginning, if you guys are getting any value out of this podcast, please make sure that you are tagging us on social media, sharing a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, sharing it with a friend. All right, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Odds are if you have a friend, they're something like you. And if you're getting value out of this, so will they. So make sure you pass on the message and really take to heart what Joey speaks about when it comes to competition, thinking about what it is the judges are looking for, and think about why you're competing. Make sure that it's something that you want to do for yourself. Anyway, I'll catch you guys next week for our next episode where we sit down with Deshay Jenkins. Or maybe not. (laughs) 